0: Hey
1: guys, brand new podcast, and if you want to call me on my new number, it is 323-208-0844. This is a number that Tom and I talked about on our last Two Bears, One Cave, and we just got these numbers on this week's Two Bears, One Cave, and I actually think it's cool as shit. It is...
2: But can they really call you you? They can't or just call me. They can text
1: me, and then okay. we can text back and forth. Here's why I like it. I'm going to tell you why I use this, and I am the only one texting back and forth. Obviously, I got something like 15,000 messages last night. So I, I I can't reply to everyone, but what is happening is, it is your real name and your real number. So not a lot of people are talking trash. So I feel comfortable going on there. Obviously, a lot of people think it's a bot. and They're like, "Hey, urinate in my eyes and and fucking what? Yeah.
2: Urinate in my eyes?
1: It's a guy. He, and then
2: that's gross. I
1: know. Well, he they, they think it's a bot. It's not a bot. It's me. What's I'm reading a bot.
2: Them. Oh my god, a robot.
1: Yeah, babe. Yeah, robot. Like yeah, a robot. Yeah. Yeah, a bot. Yeah. Yeah. A bot. Yeah. And so. So Wait, they
2: think a robot. Hey, Leanne, surprise? can we get back
1: to me pimping this fucking number? So I am responding to them. <laughs> Here is why this number is special. I am releasing a bunch of tickets for shows uh, in November. I am putting a bunch of shows on sale in a week uh, in November. Um, I have not announced them yet, and they are sh- they will be happening in November in comedy clubs and in theaters. We are p- adding shows. I'm gonna. I'm going to use this number for my presale. Presale is when you get first dibs on my tickets, the best seats, the best, uh, the best prices. Everything is in presale. That's when we give you a promo code. And I will be using this. Obviously, I'll also be putting it on Instagram. I'll be putting it on Twitter. But when it goes up on Twitter and Instagram is when they disappear. And this number, you'll get a text to your phone with the link. And then you will be able to click it and buy tickets. That's why I think this number is cool. Dane and I had talked about this, and I had talked about this on Rogan about getting my own number and and doing this with fans because I want to direct access to you to so that because I get fucking messages from people like when are you coming to dot dot dot. Well, with this number, I'll be able to not only wish you happy birthday on your birthdays, but um, but send you direct messages going, hey Cleveland, we've added two shows at the Agora. Oh, did I just? Did I just? Oh my bad, my bad. But like I will, and then that will go. I won't go to everyone. That'll just go to the people in Cleveland. Okay, so get my number and add it. Send me a text. You'll get it. You'll get a, an auto reply. And then when you text me, I will get your text. And if I'm on my phone, and I'll let you know when I'm going to be on my phone. I'm going to hop on my phone and and reply to these. I've been trying to reply to as many as possible. Um, but it's me doing it, so you're not getting some horse shit bot reply. Three two three robot. Two, <laughs> 323-208-0844. Um, today's podcast is a great one. It's with Bobby Kelly. I was talking with Tom Segura last night about Bobby Kelly. I've known Bobby probably. Bobby was the, the first guy to be nice to me uh, when I started, first started working clubs. And adversely because of that, Bobby and I have butted heads a million times because we're friends. I, I, I don't know if I tell this story on the podcast, but one of my favorite times, by the way, in here with us in the man cave is my
0: manager, Reg who's sitting in yep it's really great to be here and leanne obviously
2: (laughs) this is your first time doing reads right
0: it's amazing to see it live i feel like i know you guys so well but just being part of this uh gives it a whole new level a new perspective
2: yeah yeah it's pretty
1: pretty, uh pretty intense by the way we're trying to get my buddy my buddy jay snyder's in jail Uh, yeah i guess i can say that he's in jail i don't Um, know
2: if he'd appreciate you saying that publicly
1: he's trying to call me from jail I want to have. I want to talk to him. He's one of my favorite comics. He's one of my favorite guys. Wait,
2: why is he in jail?
1: Uh, I, I'm going to let Jay share all that. I think that's Jay's story to tell, and I'm not just going to tell it right now. And then he goes, "Well, you just sold everything, Bert." But um, uh, and and so is a pick me up. Where is
2: he in jail?
1: I think in Kentucky,
2: like county or jail, maybe Ohio, like maybe prison? just outside
1: Dayton. And Leon, I haven't talked to him. He's not on the phone. I don't know. Well, any then of these how answers. do you
2: know he's in jail?
1: Because his ex wife Randa reached out to me and said uh he's in jail and and he wants to talk to you he wants i guess in jail you can get depressed and so he he is a great comic and he wants some hope in his life and career and so he's gonna call in and we're gonna talk to him i'll do it in an intro we'll talk to him about what's going on how he got there what's jail like i've known jay for a long time and and i and i absolutely love him he's one of my favorite human beings he's so funny how long so is he funny. in jail for? I don't know. Those are all questions that will be answered on the podcast when I do a, a read with well, Jay. I hope
2: you prepare this. Uh, so, Jay, if you're leave. listening
1: to this and you're in jail, know that I love you and I've always got your back. Jay spent the night here on my 40th birthday. Yeah. In the man cave, yeah. He got way too high and uh, had a I think I attack. remember that, yep. yeah. Bobby Kelly is today's podcast. <laughs> I was trying to say before this started, one of my favorite fights I've ever gotten into, into with Bobby Kelly I almost told her on Two Bears, One Cave one day. Oh, that's my business manager's calling. Hang on. Hey, Leo, we're doing a podcast. Can I call you back? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right, call you back. We went tubing in Lake Powell. Have you ever been tubing, Reg? Uh, yes, once. Okay. In a, yeah. But in a if you're not little. familiar with tubing, uh, I grew up in Florida, and tubing is when you get on a tube that's tied to the back of the boat, You know, it's the same length this water skier would be. You hold on to the tube. And then the person driving the boat kind of takes you on a wild, crazy ride and you get flung off. They try to kill you. Yeah, they try to kill you. Bobby Kelly had never been tubing before. So I get in the boat. I put Bobby on the tube. And I start swinging him around like crazy Leanne. Mm-hmm. and bobby starts losing his fucking I'm mind i'm sure what the a... fuck are you what <laughs> the fuck and i flip him off <laughs> and and he not flip him off but he flips off the tube and he busts hard, which is the goal which is of the goal, driver which That's is the, the goal. driver's goal bobby's never been on a tube before right he's from boston he's never been on a tube yeah. so i bring the boat around and bobby is fuming he is the maddest i've ever seen him and he goes let me in that boat. I'm gonna beat the living fuck out of you. <laughs> and so I just drive the boat a little further away from him and I go, I'm not letting you in the boat. <laughs> he goes, Get pull the boat over here, get me in the boat, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you. Now, by the way, me, Vincent, Astria Matt and Frost are laughing hysterically because I go. Bobby, I'm definitely not going to get the boat close to you <laughs> at all. Like I'm going to let you in, keep you in the water until you cool off. And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Bring the boat over here. I'm getting in, and I'm beating the fuck out of you." I go, "Bobby, I'm going to keep circling you." And by the way, I'm laughing so hard. He goes, "You tried to make me fall off," and I go. I definitely tried to make you fall off, Bobby. And he goes, that's not a cool move, Bert. I go, Bobby, that's the point of tubing. You want to make the person fall. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. I just want to ride. I want to sightsee. I go, okay, Bobby, I'll tell what
2: you. A what a sightsee on a tube?
1: <laughs> I go, Bobby, I'll tell you what. Get on the tube. I swear to God, I will not, but I won't make you wreck. I'll take you on a ride, and I'll just be very straight and... And I'll and I won't make you bust. I'm sorry. I, I'm telling you, having grown up on tubes, that's how we did it. But if you just want to ride on the tube, that's totally fine. And he goes, Fine. Promise you're not gonna fucking wreck me. And I go, I promise. So Toby gets, <laughs> Bobby gets on the back of the tube and I go at like, you know, 20 miles an hour, very slow. Yeah. Just straight. And Bobby's sitting back there. He's a grown man sitting on a tube, kind of looking around. And then after like two minutes, you see him like thinking in his head, and he goes, you can hear him from the back. Fucking flip me off. Wreck me. This is boring as shit. <laughs> so then I wreck him and he goes, sorry, I just didn't know how this worked. <laughs> Bobby's one of my favorite people in the world. He really is one of the, my favorite people in the world. We have a great podcast. We smoke a cigar and we talk. Oh, wait. Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron. Reg, you use Blue Apron? No. We had a Blue
0: Apron last night. We We did. Chicken with
2: with farro and and, uh, collard greens. is a
0: great grain. Oh my God, it was so good. It's a protein. Did you know that? Well, I didn't. I
2: think it does have protein in it. Well, if you worked with Blue Apron. It's an ancient grain.
1: Yeah, you'd kick up the magic in your kitchen with new flavors and unexpected culinary combinations like farro because they bring seasonally inspired produce step-by-step cooking techniques and chef-tested recipes. That's just the beginning, Reg. When you make a dinner with Blue Apron, <laughs> you're not just cooking, you're creating. And what I love about Blue Apron is it gives our family an opportunity not only to try new flavors, try new flavor combinations, try new meals, but to sit down and have a conversation. I'm only home roughly three days a week. And I'm telling you, those are the three days we have Blue Apron. And literally driving home, the girls got to pick. Last night, what were the two options?
2: Hoisson, meatloaf.
1: Croissant, croissant, meatloaf? No,
2: hoisson, hoisson oh, sauce. Ho- hoisson? Yeah, hoisin. same thing, same thing. Yeah. Uh, A hoisin meatloaf or this um chicken with a farro and collard greens they chose a chicken
1: it makes you a better uh a better chef in my opinion because you learn things they offer three plans the two-person plan the four-person family plan and the ww freestyle plan that's like a healthy option yeah it's, it's for people trying to trying to count their calories be a little healthier like myself i love blue apron and it's exposed us to like ridiculously delicious recipes and cooking techniques that we never thought we'd know how to do. With Blue Apron, the hardest parts are done for me. Cooking isn't a burn-in. In In fact, it's fun. And with Leanne's hectic schedule, she just literally planned, what, Tuesdays or Blue Apron nights? Tuesday, Wednesday?
2: Uh, It's Monday, Thursday.
1: Monday, Thursday are Leanne's Blue Apron nights. Same thing. Same, same. With Blue Apron, we have time to cook delicious meals because no meal takes longer, really, than thirty minutes, and every meal is cost-effective, meaning that you're never going to spend more than ten dollars per person. I fucking love Blue Apron. I don't even need to read the copy; I can tell it to you by heart. They're probably our longest sponsor, and I hope they sponsor this podcast so. as long as I do it because they are a part of our family. Sincerely, a part of our family. Doug Stanhope used to play our Blue Apron reads for himself in his
0: car just to hear much. We love Blue Apron. No, he did I not. I swear to God. That's goofy. Now, I have a question. Shoot. Uh, does the food come in like, uh, uh, is it like dry ice or how is how does it arrive to you? It's packaged yes. in ice. It's yes. packaged
2: in, in dry ice. And uh,
0: it's yes. fresh ingredients. No, it's delivered. not
2: dry ice, actually. It's just a frozen it's ice pack. It's just a frozen pack. ice oh, okay. pack. Mm-hmm.
0: It's delivered fr-
1: fresh to your door uh, yeah. with all the ingredients you will need. As and a then, whole food. And then a beautiful recipe plan. Right? A picture of what chopped. your meal should look like. Flip it over. All the instructions. You place it. What I do is I lick it and I place it on the window where our plates are. And that's how I read the directions while I cook.
2: It is really easy. Most Most meals are, are made in 30 minutes. Yeah. Nothing is prepared ahead of time, so you have to do all the chopping and all that stuff, which is kind of nice because then you learn how to make food as opposed to something that's pre-made. You just kind of pop in the oven.
1: I still, to this day, cook broccoli the way Blue Apron told me how to cook broccoli. And
2: cauliflower. I, cor-
1: I quarter it, and I put it in the oven mm-hmm. with a little bit of olive oil, salt, and pepper. It is on a baking tray. At four- it is so freaking good. Start by making delicious bragworthy meals at your home without the hassle by trying Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get sixty dollars off when you visit blueapron.com slash birdcast. That's blueapron.com slash birdcast. Reg? Yes. Blue apron. I'm gonna do it. A better way to cook.
2: You should. You it's should really definitely great. do it. You it get, you great. guys would really enjoy it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Z- uh, Za'atar chicken and roasted squash. Za'atar. That's in yeah, Israel. I don't know if it's Israeli, but a Middle Eastern spice. It was salsa verde orzo sauce. It's right. really
2: good. Cheesy we just had pesto
0: that. Break, baked cavitaletti. Be- cavitaletti.
1: Cav- Cav- yeah. You're not even reading it. How do you know what it is?
2: Because he's smart.
1: God damn it, I'm so stupid. Roasted cauliflower with saffron. Oh shit, Joey Diaz. Hang on. Joey, I'm doing a podcast uh, intro read. Can I call you back? Yeah, I'm just thinking about you. I tell you I love you. I'm thinking about you. I'll call you later. I'm going to All right, brother, I love you. You're doing a podcast with Mercy? Science, yeah. Science with Mercy every Tuesday at four. Oh, brother. All right. I love you, Joey. I'll talk to you later. And that's why you listen to the reads, everybody. Every now and then Joey Diaz calls in and tells you he's doing a podcast with his daughter Mercy.
2: She's so cute. I
1: love Joey Diaz. I love Joey Diaz. Almost as much as I love my life insurance. This policy, this podcast is brought to you by Policy Genius. Halloween is on the way, which means it's time to break out the rubber spiders, fake cobwebs, and jack-o'-lanterns. But if you've got a family, you might be dealing with something a little scarier right now, and that is shopping for life insurance. Reg, do you have life insurance? Uh,
0: no. no I what? I need it now. I Are know, right? Are you fucking serious? You don't. I don't have it yet. Bro. Reg. Yeah, I know. That's, My, are we are our first sons. a year old? We should, I should have it, right? I got 100%. it. I got it. I got yeah. it. When I think Leanne got pregnant, I got life insurance. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Get life insurance, dude. You have to get life well, insurance. Well, which life insurance should I get? Oh, mm. that's really interesting. Say. Uh, See, life insurance can be a little overwhelming for some people. Yeah, that's why I Shopping gone, for yet. life insurance can be heart- outright frustrating, exhausting, and confusing. The idea of looking for life insurance intimidates a lot of people like you, Reg. That's why you need to try policygenius.com. Policy Genius is the easiest way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. Once you apply, Policy Genius's team will handle all the paperwork and red tape, which is the overwhelming part to everyone. Policy Genius, Policy Genius takes care of that for you. And it doesn't just make life insurance easy, Reg. They can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and what I need, disability insurance. We, this, yeah, I do need disability insurance this October. Take the scariness out of buying life insurance with policy genius. Go to policygenius.com get quotes and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing right now on your phone. Policy genius, the easiest way to compare and buy life insurance. Those were our reads. Uh, I think we've got a couple mid rolls in there today, but you're going to love this podcast. You know, you know why? Bobby Kelly's an OG when it comes to podcasting. His You Know What Dude podcast is one of the longest-running podcasts in New York, no doubt. He, is, he has created a place for New York comics to come and start podcasts. He's introduced me to a handful of comics like Chris DiStefano, um, Tim Dillon, Joe List. Bobby would co- have me come in and host his podcast, and he'd fill it with all these young guys. And that's how I know all these guys is through Bobby. Right now, they're on tour with the Creeps with Kids comedy tour. It's him, Rich Voss, um, uh, Ron Bennington, and Jim Florentine. Jim was on the podcast last week. And October 25th, they're in Huntington, New York. The Wilbur Theater, the 26th of October. November 1st, Count Basie. Did you know that Count Basie is a person? I say that every time. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Red Bank, New Jersey. I performed there, and I was like, oh, this is a dude? Staten Island on the 2nd. On the 8th, they're in Easton, PA, at State Theater. The 15th, uh, Torrington, Connecticut. Go to Creeps with Kids Tour. Go to Creeps with Kids Tour with a K. Creepswithk.com to get tickets. I absolutely love all those guys. Speaking of tour dates.
2: Here, right here.
1: Your boy, Bert Kreischer, is also on tour. The Body Shots World Tour continues this Thursday in Virginia Beach at the Sandler Center for Performing Arts. Two shows, October 24th, In Virginia Beach is the second show. (laughs) Your boy. Shut up, Leanne. Just keep it rolling. God damn it. October 25th, I'm in Baltimore for two shows. October 26th in Montclair, New Jersey for two shows. And October 27th on Sunday in Huntington, New York for two shows. Cincinnati, two shows. Columbus, two shows. Chicago, two shows. Fort Wayne, Fresno, Reno, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland, and maybe Cleveland, Cleveland.
2: Are you in Cleveland?
1: I'm in Cleveland. That's where I'm shooting my special. And like I said, we've got a bunch of club dates we're adding into November. Those will be on Monday, Tuesdays, or Wednesdays. Uh, so like I said, download my phone number, 323 844 Send me a text. Get alerts on tickets before anyone else. I think that's it. Really? I think that's it. Anything else? No, I don't think so. Our dog Izzy is cuddled up next to Leanne. This is the prettiest, fucking sweetest goddamn dog. She is yeah, very she's sweet. gorgeous.
0: Reg Kalat, congratulations on being on your first podcast. This was great. I was horrible, and I'm not gonna do it again, but thanks. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my brother, my friend, stand-up
1: comedian on tour with the Creeps with Kids tour, Bobby Kelly.
3: This is I got. I got you cigar- got. I know you probably have. Fucking- I, I want. know
1: oh but what I want to do, we can smoke whichever whichever one you want. I I'll wanted smoke? to show you my cigars. Yes. Because I buy them. Are you rolling? Yep. I buy them so frequently. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Take whatever you need. I buy them and then I don't smoke them and I forget if they're good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Here, this is for you.
0: I have little ones.
1: This is my human world. And then, these guys are sponsors. Oh. Escobar, have you ever had this? Let me see. It's a pretty good cigar. I smoked them with Tom. I've, I've had one of those, they're great. Yeah, they're great cigar. I they're got amazing. these, I got these, and then I got all of Let me
3: see this. You want to do it on there?
1: What? Want, yeah, 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 Here. I'm going to move the mic so we can catch some of your audio. Yes, go sir. ahead. Uh,
3: Oh, yeah, these are great, man. Monte Cristo. You got, uh, what is that? I wish I had my glasses. I can't see. This love is, these. that's awesome. I love these. Those are beautiful. That's a fucking, jeez, that's the Wesley that's S-
1: like, I smoked that with my dad at Pebble Beach and he goes, buddy, I feel like I got a cock in my mouth.
3: <laughs> yeah, this, I call this the Wesley Snipes. <laughs> it, and then when you lick it, it, it gets on ashy like Wesley's penis would if you put it <laughs> in his mouth. Yeah, this is a big boy.
1: So this is the top row. Yeah. Right? And then I, I love got, these.
3: These are uh what, For real? Yeah, these are great. These are like old Cowboys here. These are Lanceros. That's a Lancero. Ooh and shit. shit.
1: And then the bottom is just a shit show. This is a fucking Look at that.
3: Dude, what is that? Who gave you that? I have no fucking idea. Fuck wow.
1: Sometimes I put them in my mouth and then put them back in.
3: Really? Yeah. You dry suck them? Yeah. Dude, what are these little fucking I have no nuggets? No fucking idea. Why do they have HP up them? this is Cuban. Like That's me. a Cuban.
1: Oh yeah, that's a really good cigar. Yeah, that's are... a really good. You were the one that told me about aging. So you want to smoke one of yours? Or you want to smoke these two?
3: Let's smoke what you got, and then okay. I got little ones.
1: Okay.
3: All right. You want to smoke your uh, whatever smoke you what whatever... Let's go. Or
1: you want to go Escobar's?
3: Whatever go you want to two. smoke. Let's smoke. These that. Yeah, these these are great. I love these. It's and sweet. I got little. I got these little ones, man. I got. I've been smoking little ones. For real? Yeah, because you know you can't smoke. Sometimes I like to smoke between shows. And I don't like to waste a fucking great cigar. Yeah. So I put these. Um, I get these little ones right here. Not that one. It is a little one though. These I great. have.
1: Uh, I have a thing about. I I smoke these way too fucking fast.
3: Huh? Well, I, you ra- like I race through them. All right. Then you got to. Then these oh, are nubs those.
1: are nubs are amazing. Yeah.
3: So I'll put those out.
1: Nubs are a great fucking cigar because you get to that sweet spot so quickly. Yeah. Like, you know, I I rolled cigars in Ybor City. Have you ever done that? No. There's a a cigar rolling class in Ybor City that I took. Yeah. I did. did Obviously, I did it for Travel Channel. I'm not fucking cultured. But the guy was explaining to me. He goes, (laughs) you know, when you get to the cigar and you're like, God, I wish it would last forever right now. Yeah. I go, yeah. And he goes, that's my palm. I said, really? And he goes, yeah, it's my palm. What do you mean? That's the palm. That's when you're rolling a cigar. That's my palm. It's where the, the, like when you roll a cigar, that's my palm. It's so like when you roll a cigar, you take it and then you're like,
3: Oh, I get and he goes, you. goes, okay. That's my
1: palm. And I went, Really? And he goes, Yeah, that's why, you know, certain cigars, women, women
3: rolled better than men. And I went, Really? If he, I went to uh, HP, I think it's HP Up, Upman? No, no, no. Noonan, something. Art- Arturo Fuentes, one of their factories, one of their original uh, companies is right there. Yeah. And you can go for a tour. Uh, Of the factory. Really? In Ybor City. And you go up, they take you up, and you go into the, like, they have warehouses like this, full of tobacco, and you walk in, it smells like uh, ammonia, like you'll pass out. Smells like sheep shit. Really? Fucking terrible. But that's that's it, you know, aging. Fuck, I haven't had a cigar in a pretty long time. Really? And then you walk in the room, it's all women rolling. Ah, it's
1: so sexy. I bet they give the best hand
3: jobs. (laughs) So, I, th- I think it's something that they're faster, too. They roll faster than men. Yeah. Their hands, eye-hand coordination or something like that is, is, is faster than men, yeah. Yeah. There's you, something you, you think about there.
1: Fidel Castro and Che Guevara sitting in the mountains of Cuba Ugh. smoking cigars, and you know that Teddy Roosevelt must have been like, by the way, I know my timeline's off on this. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Spanish-American War, I think. <laughs>
3: Dude. Yeah, dude. It Teddy was a, Roosevelt. That was the 50s. This is, I 60s, already love this cigar. Yeah. No. I think it was the 60s, right? 60s, Cuba? 60s. It was yeah, uh, President Kennedy. President
1: Kennedy. Yeah. I
3: think Teddy Roosevelt was fighting rhinos. <laughs> it was
1: Bar- Barista. Barista. Uh, Batista. Batista uh. was the guy in charge. <laughs> and I bet they were at the base like, um, I smell cigars. Uh-huh. I
3: think they're up there. <laughs> hey, bro, blow smoke other way. So Kennedy's such a piece of shit. When he knew he was going to put the sanction, the embargoes on on Cuba, he went and ordered a shitload of Cuban cigars. His brand, he got them all before the embargo, so he had his Cubans. Everybody else was fucked.
1: Here's a a LaCroix. Do you get a LaCroix? Uh, No, I don't. I got you. This is a sponsor-filled podcast. I got you a Brewmate cup. These are the best fucking cups in the world. Brewmate. Yeah. They haven't been a sponsor for a while, but I still use them. They're great. With a LaCroix. LaCroix sent me twelve cases of LaCroix. It's really good. And they were like they were like, Hey, just a fan. I know you drink teeth and soda. Try it with LaCroix. Yeah. And fucking LaCroix are awesome. It's great for a cigar. It is. it's like refreshing.
3: Yeah, especially when you have like you're fucking five seconds away from diabetes. Mm. So I can't drink a Coke, which I love a Coke with a cigar. So let's
1: real quick, let's talk about Diabetes. When did you fall in love (laughs) with cigars? Dude, I fell
3: in love with cigars because you were a smoker. I started smoking when I was 10. And I smoked until I was 15 when I got sober. When I went into rehab, when I went to uh, I quit smoking too.
1: But you for, s- you smoke you, okay, keep
3: going. I smoked a pack a day. I smoked. Yeah. I smoked a lot. I smoked reds from 10 to 15 pack two packs a day. Um and then when I got sober I quit everything. Yeah. For like 5 years I quit. I was just dude, I was so AA I went to the same meetings for five years. Like, I started meetings. I had a meeting that I started. It was a big thing in my life because I went yeah. to these meetings, and then around four years in, I was like, I'm going to start my own meeting called You're Not Alone.
1: And, and, you're, and you're what, like
3: 17? No, it was uh, 19, something yeah. like that, around, around there, yeah, 19, 20, something like 19, right, something like that. And um, I remember I found the church. I talked to the priest. I got the room. I got a coffee pot. I, I got people to, you know, we started out. It was only like four people showed up at the first meeting. And I, you know, went up and spoke. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger. But, you know, I'm still a fucking addict because I had this girl that was sober. Yeah. And she would come. She started coming to the meeting. And then we, you know, <laughs> my, my fucking stupid shitty self-esteem here's this amazing thing that i did yeah i started this meeting it's helping like it went from like four people to like 20 people yeah are coming to this meeting and they're getting help and i'm banging the broad behind the curtain on the stage in a church (laughs) after after the meeting it's like what am i doing just a piece of shit
1: it's I, I I never call it addict behavior, but I know yeah, it's I call it addict behavior in my head. I never say it out loud, yeah. but I have definite addict behavior, more so with my phone and food.
3: Food and phone right now is fucking terrible for me.
1: I have a very 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 difficult time controlling food,
3: dude. Food right now for me, I I, I came. This is the first time I came to L.A., and I said fuck it. I said, I'm I'm a f- I'm fat.
1: And you're just like, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna enjoy myself with eating.
3: Fly, getting on the plane and coming here every time I've come here for over 20 years has been a psychological nightmare for me. Because no matter how in shape I was, I knew when I was landing I was gonna be fat. Yeah. I was gonna feel fat. I was just gonna be fatter than other people around me. So but and then I know this-
1: I know what you're feeling because I feel this too. And I, and I don't think, I think people hear that and brush it off, but they don't realize it's actual, it's very real. Yeah. It's like, it's not, you know, hardcore secret time. There was a period of time where I didn't want to go to the
3: store because I just didn't want to hear people call me fat. Dude, I, 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 I was home last night. You don't understand what a fat fuck I am. Like I, I did meetings yesterday. But this is the first time I said I'm fat. I'm fat fuck you. Yeah. I'm just fat. That's me. I'm fat. Fuck you. I get it. Yeah. I should do more. I get it. I should do I should eat this. I get it. There's a way out. I get it. I'm going to die. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Fuck you. I'm fat. And I just rolled into all these meetings fat. And I ate whatever the fuck I I got dumplings before a meeting yesterday <laughs> at at FX. I mean, a full dim sum. I was bloated. <laughs> When
1: I, I'm just like... There are certain things that... I, pe- I really hope this... I hope I know this will connect with fat guys, but I hope people are skinny who just bust your balls, your friends realize there's certain things that I would not eat before a meeting because I don't want to go in bloated because yep. in my head yep. the extra two pounds of water weight's more mm-hmm. noticeable than not. Why are you not
3: going to get it? <laughs> yeah. I feel... I, I was in the meeting yesterday and I, I swear to God one of the guys was looking at my stomach. Like... <laughs> And, and, but here's the thing, dude, you know, the fear, like even last night I went back to the room and I was, I'm like, I'm just going to stay in. And I talked to Ari and Burr was going to the, the store and I should go to the store. Why the fuck? What's wrong with me? Why wouldn't I go to the store? It's yeah. popping like it's never fucking been popping. Yeah. And I, I fell asleep and, um, and then I had this fear, like I was going to die in my head. I'm like, I'm this, I'm going to fucking die. This is stupid. And I literally got up. I was like, I'm just going to the store. I'm fat. I'm gonna go there. Whatever shit I have, uh, I'll deal with it. I'm just—it just, yeah. it's just it is what it is, man. Because mm-hmm. I've not gone to, dude. I used to come here and not go to the Laugh Factory, you know. Because I, you know, I was hanging out last that, at that time, you know, with Dane, who was always in shape, you know, and yeah. and I'd roll in and just chubby Bob in a double X, and even Jamie would say, "Body, you gained weight, body." And it's like, oh, come on, dude.
1: Yeah, the last thing you need to hear is that you've gained weight i i have lost 21 pounds yeah i'm waiting for someone to say something here's
3: the thing with you though i i i watch you and i don't i don't understand what whom like (laughs) like i don't know i think the gods might have made you because you don't make sense i definitely don't make sense dude you don't make sense like i look i'm chubby and i i can go to the gym and do certain things but you you'll jump on a fucking treadmill and do miles.
1: I did hot spin this morning because I knew I wanted to have cigars with you. And so I woke up at 7 30 and did hot spin class for an hour. It was fucking beastly. Right. And it's hundred degrees in there. It's a full spin class. And the whole time I thought, I want to earn my cigar.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I used to I've had that in my life. Like this morning I woke up and I'm like, I'm gonna walk to the bakery. Yeah. And because I was going to bring some stuff here, so I walked three blocks to the bakery. But I walked. I remember I was trying to push it, and I was like pushing my my legs. Yeah. And I got there, and I got a chocolate croissant, and I was like, I deserve this. <laughs> but it, it's
1: it's amazing <laughs> when I say I deserve of times, where I said I worked out. I deserve to have a couple Tito's and sodas. And then four in, someone's like, you know, they're doubles. And that's like 2,000 calories. Is it really? Oh, it's, dude. Oh. When I, if for me, honestly, weight loss is connected directly to drinking. Because drinking slows down my liver. Liver processes fat. And it, and I get a fatty liver. And all of a sudden, everything just halts. And I maintain a weight. And so if I, when I stop drinking and, and I'm working out and being healthy, or even just stop drinking, I start losing weight. August, I drank eight times maybe maybe nine times and i lost 21 pounds wow and so it's that's it for me you know i, when I went to the i just got back from a cardiologist first time he's ever said hey for real we got to lose the first time he's ever said we got to lose weight he's always been like yeah, you you got to lose weight you gotta slow down your drinking whatever mm-hmm. the first time he was like hey you've got a fatty liver you're getting the beginnings beginning stages of a fatty liver i've never had one my entire life so he's like it's obviously just starting you gotta stop it now And dude, I—it was the first time I felt—I felt like, oh, this I can't just run this till the wheels roll off. I just got the same thing. Really?
3: I just got the same thing. Everything was fine. Everything was healthy, except my I had a fatty liver. I got not crazy, and then he called me obese, which made me want to punch him in the face because there's a way. There's a total, like that's that's the N word to fat people. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know. You know, you don't call me. Obese. I mean, dude, it's like, dude, you're, you're a uh... quack.
1: What do you think of that?
3: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you don't call me obese. Such a devastating. Yeah. It's, uh, there's so many levels before.
1: If I could lean up from this table that you have me on, I would attack you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, but, dude, I can still tie my shoe. I ha- I I... I, I'm i not. Ob- I mean, obese should be another.
1: There's a different thing because there are certain, certain guys who, you know they, they you know what they say is that that means you're not it's not your body like because like i i i really honestly 258 was the biggest i've ever been yeah 258 and that was in the beginning of august
3: i'd love to be 258
1: 258 for me everyone was calling me asian because my face gets <laughs> real swollen and i just i look i do look asian yeah. and mm. and that's when i noticed it even even Mark Norman was here yesterday. He was at me with me at my fattest and when I was in touring in Europe. Yeah. And he goes, Dude, you look good. Something changed? I said, I lost twenty one pounds. He goes, No, it's your skin. And I went, Oh fuck. I was like, still twenty one pounds. <laughs> you lost twenty one pounds. It's great. Yeah, I uh but uh but I'm going on the road to this weekend. And you know that's where you get in and they're like, Hey, we got pizzas for the tour bus. And you're like, ah, gag, 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 gag. It,
3: I can't I don't know what it is, because some people can f- some people do that shit, they just turn it on, and and they, it's, I, I guess it's, like, it used to be drugs, used to be alcohol, and then it was sex for a long time. For years, back in my 20s, sex was my thing, it was my release that I could, you know, do comedy, do shows, meet girls, have sex, do all kinds of weird shit. yeah. You know, in some shitty apartment in the East Village, walk <laughs> out, get an AIDS test, and then start it all over again. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and then when I when I met my girl, and I decided to get my shit together, yeah, it was um that's when I started putting on weight. And then when I had the kid, is like I haven't been able to get it off since. It's yeah. like I, I can't. I've always been able to go to the gym and drop twenty pounds in like thirty. 30 days or like two months, I'd fucking be back, kinda. Yeah. Well, people be like, dude, you look good. Are you gonna? I hate this too. Are you gonna gonna do it this time? It's like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm a fucking addict. Do you tear a heroin addict? Are you gonna do it this time? It's like, dude, Yeah. it's, it's worse than heroin. I think it's worse than a drug addiction because you have to do it a little bit every day. It's not illegal. Yeah. It's not like there's no cops gonna kick your door down or gonna go on your tour bus. And smack fucking pizza out of your mouth. Oh, it's pizza. At 3 in the morning. Pizza does it for me. Pizza's good.
1: Pizza. And we you know what we just bought? Because we're going to Kansas City. You buy pizza. Market. Dave, no, Dave Williamson, my opener. We have a smoker on the bus that we travel with. He just bought a, a A7 A Wagyu brisket. He's freezing it, putting it in his bag, and flying it. To-
3: Do you understand? This is like the movie Fatso. It's like, you ever get a jelly donut and suck the jelly out? This is... <laughs> Oh, get the honey, Junior.
1: <laughs> what do you think? What I don't have an answer for this. No. I, I, I'm off. I, I, maybe I do. Mm. I've always said I need, I would like to go to a rehab, not for booze, but for lifestyle. I want to teach someone, someone to teach me how to slow down and enjoy the moment.
3: Well, I've been actually trying to do that lately. Um, the, Time seemed to be going real fast, and I blamed it on the kid. I was like, I have a kid, so you actually have something that is showing you time yeah, physically. And so you're like, it's like, you know, you look down, and all of a sudden he's this, and now he's talking, and he's, and he's like, Dad, it's like, whoa, fucking six years just flew by. Yeah. But another thing that has really sped time up for me is uh, this fucking... This stupid thing. This thing right here is sped because I used to have hours of downtime. I used to have half hour, 20 minutes, two hours, three hours of downtime. I have no downtime now because anytime I'm sitting by myself now, anytime I'm with, you know, on a, in a car or I'm on a, anyway, I'm looking at that. I'm I'm looking at your life. I'm looking at everybody's life. And all of a sudden an hour goes by and I did YouTube, I watched nine videos on how to fucking your dog to heal. I know how to make a fucking chicken coop. I know how to fucking, I saw, you, I saw everything about your tour, Mark Norman. I know what Jim yeah. Norton is. <laughs> I yeah. know all that shit. And then I Facebooked. I saw my family. And two hours went by like that. Yeah. And if I didn't do any of that, and I just, what I used to do as a kid or as a young adult before this stuff, I used to just be in my head. Or I used to look out a window. And time would slow the fuck down. But I call that boring. Yeah. But it's not boring. It's fucking life. It's like, and and that's when I started thinking about shit. And I would actually talk to myself and figure shit out. Mm-hmm. I don't figure shit out anymore. Because I'm watching 24 hours of life any second I have downtime. There's no catching up with anyone anymore.
1: No. There's no, like, seeing someone go, so, hey, man, tell me how's everything been? I go, I oh I saw Burroughs over smoking a cigar. Yeah. Recently, oh, what's up yeah. with that mustache? You go, like, and then you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm eavesdropping on people's lives.
3: Yeah, I mean, I love it. Like, oh, dude, man, I love. Will you grab a? I love. <laughs> How think you know what it <laughs> is? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He speaks Isla. I I dude, I love like I love it. Yeah. Like I dude, watching your tour stuff, or I love Mike Kauta's shit and oh, Burr when he yeah. does post stuff.
1: Yeah, whenever he does, seldom, you're like, "Oh, nice."
3: Yeah, Rogan every once in a while will post something. Yeah, you know you are like you know other than his podcast. Yeah, you know you'll see something you know very a little glimpse of it, and it's like, "Oh, that's cool." But yeah, there is no. I don't fu- I don't like text messaging, dude. I fucking no. hate it. That's like Mike Mike Calter, our pal. It's like, dude, just call me. Yeah. I don't want to fucking. I don't want to. He's hate a big texter. Huge.
1: I, I, I will call him and he won't answer. And I'll call him again and I'll go, hey, what's up? I'm at a hockey game. And I'll go, Oh, I just want to talk to you. And he'll be like, oh, okay. Um just text me. Text me. And I, I'll, I'll reply. Because he, he just, I think he operates. Joey Diaz would will not text people. That's great. He he goes, Cocksucker, you're my friend. You
3: fucking call. I'd love to be friends with Joey Diaz. You know, are you not friends with Joey Diaz? I, I know. Of course I do, but I, I, yeah. I don't know him. Like we talk to each other. You and him but get I, along I, so good. Dude, I love that. I love talking to, Why the fuck wouldn't I? First of all, the conversation we'll have on Twitter. If it's business or whatever, and you it's gonna be over quicker if I just talk to you. Yeah. If you call me and just go, dude, can you do this? No, I can't. I'll do this. Okay, we're done. Bye. Yeah. Instead of fucking back and forth, and I spell shit wrong, and I gotta fucking delete it, and then I gotta, and then you go, dude, it's not your, it's (laughs) your, fuck. You know, but I love fucking talking to my friends, and nobody talks anymore. Yeah. I feel like an old dude. I feel like an old guy, (laughs) like shooting the shit. Is the the greatest thing ever with yeah. your, with a friend of yours? that well,
1: so I think it's the only reason I podcast. Like, I mean, I, the only reason I podcast is so that I can talk to people. As I, I would, I would never, I probably would never speak to anybody. That's weird.
3: That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a weird thing. Like, podcasting is like this weird. I guess that's the only way I talk to my friends too. Is on my podcast when we sit down for a couple hours and just shoot the shit.
1: I remember talking to Rogan one time. I was like, bro. I started telling him something, and he goes, "Dude, this is too good. Save it for the podcast. This podcast next week." I was like, "All right." And then we got on the podcast, and we talked for three hours. Actually, at that time, we ended up talking for five and a half hours. Yeah, and got done. And I was like, "I'll talk to you in a month." <laughs> like, if I see Rogan at the store, I see Rogan and Burr at the store, and I'll catch up with them. Right. If I go to the store, I'll catch up with people.
3: I saw Burr last night. He was uh he goes come down or whatever, and I went upstairs, and he was on the roof, smoking a cigar on that thing. Which is amazing, by They've the got, way.
1: I, yeah, I've never been up there.
3: You never been up there? No, 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 dude. I walk. They took me up this thing. It was like Goodfellas. Yeah. I didn't realize how big the store is, by the way. Oh god, it's yeah. fucking massive. And the fact that they're filling it now, like when I lived here, tw- whatever, fucking in 2000 or two thousand or nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Like that place was empty. Uh, dead empty. Dead empty, and to think how big it is, and it was empty back then. That's crazy. But now it's just packed. It was like sold. Just oh, sold.
1: The hallways packed with celebrity comedians. Crazy. Like in the hallway.
3: In the hall. And then I went upstairs, and we we're on the roof, and we just sat there and smoked the cigars, and just, and just fucking chilled and talked shit for an hour and a half. I was thinking was of going the by there
1: tonight. I have a flight. I have a red eye tonight to Kansas City. Yeah. And uh, I'm doing a podcast with Ari this afternoon where he wants to drink, and I was thinking of doing that, making the girls dinner, packing. And then get in the car to take me to the store and having drinks there and just relaxing. Yeah. Because I get I get I get anxious if I sit in my house waiting for my car. I'll just everyone's asleep and I'm just sitting there going, "I'm fucking two more hours until."
3: I do the same thing. I'd rather be at the airport at a lounge. Yeah, I'd much
1: rather get to the airport two and a half hours early, and and relax charge up everything no anxiety yeah get 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 my ipad up download my netflix movies right and then go all right i'm all set make a cocktail oh, oh, oh. Dude, I,
3: I do the same thing i remember when i went to denmark with ari i showed up three hours early because we were in the i think lufthansa suite that which is amazing why would i not why would i not go there they have risotto yeah why the fuck would i not go to that lounge yeah. they have espresso so I, I was there he showed up as the flight's boarding.
1: Yeah, Ari's broken. Ari's, a, Ari's, Ari's just a very, very different individual. Can I
3: tell you what my favorite fucking thing to do is? I get jealous of him, though.
1: I I get jealous in the way that he gets to live a life that there are really no parameters on. Yeah, I know. Like, he goes, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to Switzerland for two extra weeks. Yeah. And by the way, I he doesn't get depressed. Like, if I was in Switzerland, I could do that, but I would be depressed. Like I, I, did when I did my last Australian tour. I was like, I'm gonna take my time with it and enjoy Australia. My family wasn't with me. I felt like I was missing out on my family. And the whole time I was like, getting up, going, all right, I'm gonna run, and then I guess I'll go do something. And
3: yeah, it's and weird.
1: One day it rained, and I was like, thank God, thank God, i have an excuse to lay in bed. <laughs> but yeah, or I get jealous of Ari. Okay, uh, I
3: get just jealous of that because he's he's one of the one of the. I mean, from the second I met him years ago, I was like, "This guy is cool." How'd you meet him? He was just at the improv one night. Went back when he was fucking a lunatic, and I he was with Rogan. I think I met him at a. I met him at there, and I just I just liked him from the second I met him. I was like, I like this guy. I love. He's a weird yeah. fucking dude.
1: I liked him the second I met him.
3: Yeah, second I met Ari, I was like, I like this guy. And there was people like, oh, he's an asshole. Like uh, people I was with were like, there were he's people? an
1: asshole. All of the people.
3: <laughs> Ari, you, Ari has. Worked
1: out of a hole. They, by the way, he didn't... Here, I was thinking about this today. Yeah. Ari tells it like it is. Yeah. And he's always done that. He doesn't know another way to do it. Like, he just does it. And sometimes it's at the, the peril of losing friends forever. Like, there are a lot of comics... I, I was just saying to Mark Norman, there are comics that said to me, yeah. I won't follow you on Instagram because you'd post about Ari. And I was really? Like, yeah.
3: Yeah, but here's one thing I like about Ari. and Patrice had the same thing. Yeah. And and not everybody has this. When he's wrong, he'll go, That makes sense. You're right. Okay. Yeah. I can agree with that. All right.
1: Yep. I was like wrong. He, yeah. I uh, was fucked up. I shouldn't have done it on a podcast. I but, should have spoken to him directly.
3: Like he'll come at you, fuck you. Yeah. Piece of shit. You're an idiot. Blah, blah, blah. And then you go, yeah, but this is why. Blah. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Like Patrice would do the same thing. Yeah. Patrice would just fucking try to annihilate you with something. And you'd be like, yeah, but this, this, and this. And you'd be like, all right you motherfucker good point you made a good point i I agree with that you're right yeah and and not too many people do that a lot of people just fucking they just double down fuck you you know and then 10 years later you know remember that time we got in that big fight yeah yeah i was wrong it's like all right good we just lost 10 years of our lives but that's cool yeah i don't know your kid's name but that's your kid's 14 but that's cool some people double down. (laughs) dude i get i get fucking think about what we did though Bert. think about we were single Single, nobody, and then at some point we met a this woman, right? Because our wives are very similar, dude. Yeah, like they're old school wives. Yeah, they're they're strong women, but they like having a strong man too. You know what I mean? Like they're very similar in the same way. They actually look alike too. It's weird. It's a weird thing.
1: You've never put Dawn on Instagram? No, never. I know.
3: Never, she wants nothing to do with it. I know. Yeah, that was, she wants nothing to do with it. We're not, we're, I don't even, we don't follow each other. She really? doesn't follow me, no. My wife doesn't follow me on anything. Really? No, she'll hear stuff from her friends. But she, don't, she, doesn't have, she has no clue and does not give a fuck yeah. what I do on the social media. She gets it. She understands. Um, but she wants nothing to do with me. Wait,
1: before I forget, the thing I was going to tell you about airports, in the Dallas airport, they have micro-suites like little hotel rooms inside the airport. They're like 45 bucks. And you can go into a room that's all yours. Shut the door. There's a TV, like a flat screen and a bed and a couch and a fridge. And you can go get food and go and you can just be by yourself. Really? I love them so much. And, they're, they're so great. And have you, I, I've, that's all I've ever done. No. And
3: have you jacked off in one? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that always? Why is that you exactly? We got kids. We're fucking almost fifty, and it's like, dude, did you jerk?
1: I definitely have <laughs> said. Do you have cameras in here? <laughs> are,
3: are we, is that? Are we ever? I'm wondering if there's going to be a point in my life. I feel like my grandfather. There was a point where he was like, "I'm not jerking off anymore. That's childish." You know what I mean? Like, I can't picture my grandfather going. I'll be back. Oh. I just cranking one out in the bathroom. I feel like there's. I mean, I'm wondering. Is there going to be a point where I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that anymore." Oh, I
1: wish. I
3: wish. Why you don't like? <laughs>
1: I hate that I, the other, yesterday, I jerked off yesterday, yeah, and we have an app where I can tell where everyone is, so like, it's like a Life 360, and I can follow everyone, so I go on Life 360, and I, uh, it, it, it start. you know what it started with? I swear to God, it started, I'm in the pool, and, <laughs> and I, I get done hot spin, I take my pants off, I get my hose out, and I start spraying out my gear to like wash it, rinse it out. <laughs> and the hose j- drops in the pool still going and it just grazed my dick and I went all right I'm jagging off and so then I go I look at the app to see where everyone is I'm like George is at school I is at school and I was like huh Leanne's been in Pasadena since 8 I go eh, that's that can't be maybe she hadn't been updated so I go into the bathroom as I'm in the bathroom jerking off I hear the dogs barking and I go all right it's a race like and I just was like come Are on, you, on you come stop? on come on stop uh-uh no I just <laughs> I just
3: finished super quick uh, Dude yesterday I went back to the hotel room <laughs> I fucking hate drinking off now it's such a nightmare to me What? Oh just the process cuz I have to f- I have to go to the certain com. it's the only website Uh-oh. I like
1: I broke my governor a long time ago
3: <laughs> Dude I have to find a certain scenario like a friend's mom <laughs> Like I'm into things.
1: There really is. There really is. Like if you see, a, I saw a sexy redhead the other day. Uh, we were. She was like a waitress or whatever, and she wasn't wearing a bra and she had a loose fitting shirt. Yeah. And I just caught a glimpse of the side, and then I was like, "All right, I'm googling. I wish I could go. I wish there was an app where I could take a picture of her, and then it would link me up to a porn star that looked just like her. Right. And then I'm like, I don't think I've ever jerked off to redhead porn. Now I'm scouring the internet. For redhead porn.
3: Yeah, but that's that's the weird thing is you type in redhead, you know, redhead, redhead, uh handcuffs, kidnapped, and it's and something will come up. Oh yeah. Something will come up. I
1: said to Mark, I said to someone yesterday, I go, I was we got that new puppy I was cuddling with the puppy and I was just so into cuddling with this puppy in bed. And I was like, I was like, someone's had to have fucked their dog. And then I was like, there's gotta be someone that's into it. Cause if you think it, people have done it. So yeah. and then I'm like, God damn it, man! What's wrong? If the, I'm just a regular guy.
3: Wait a minute, like a guy. I don't think guys fuck dogs. I think girls. I,
1: Girl, I, that's what whoever I was talking I think, to said. They've they've watched girls. Fuck I've dogs.
3: seen that. I've never seen a guy fuck a dog. I didn't even want to Google it. That's so alpha male, though. I mean, not, you know that dog is always going to be <laughs> his. <laughs> why is the dog listen to everything you say? Because I fucked it. You know, it's telling
1: every <laughs> dog it sees on walks. You know, I fuck her, right? <laughs> Yeah, I fuck her. Do you fuck your? Okay, keep going,
3: dude. Yesterday, when I finally took everything off and I had the iPad going, uh, fucking everybody called. Everybody called. You, you texted me. I mean, everybody was just oh, texting so me and calling funny. me. And then, literally, when the kid's best friend's mom went, I can't do this, and grabbed the, and went, and I went FaceTime from my son. And I had to make a choice, and it was like, "Son of a So I, I switched. I, I just quickly wrapped everything up, pulled my underwear up, just you know, and I just, "Hey, man, <laughs> what's up, buddy? I heard you did good in school today. <laughs> All right." And then, and then after, it's like, "How do you go back? I can't go back."
1: I, uh...
3: I mean, I did go back.
1: <laughs> it took five minutes.
3: <laughs> We around five minutes just to get my head back in gear. One of
1: my biggest fears is someone's going to grab the webcam and just post, like, you know, they did that with that girl, Erin yeah. Andrews. Yeah. Well, she was look sexy, but yeah. I'll be the exact opposite of just a shot of me jerking off. Mm. And then people will add in different sounds to what I'm jerking <laughs> off, and it'll become a meme of me facing it with my readers on. Just <laughs> You have
3: to wear readers? I
1: have to wear readers if I'm going to enjoy it.
3: Dude, you know what they do now, which scared the fuck out of me? they almost got me too i went to an old email because i had to change a password and it went to this old email that i did yeah and i started reading the emails and it was saying hey uh we know what you do and we've been watching you we have your password and it had my password to one of my accounts oh my god And i don't know what it was like an old password that is still active on old shit i don't know what it was uh, we know what porn you watch, you sick bastard, and we're gonna tell. We're gonna re- release it to everybody. You'll ho- they like talking about all the stuff I do, like they knew all the porn I watch, all the websites I went to. Yeah, which dude, you know,
1: if oh yeah, Pornhub's got to be able to track it.
3: Well, I mean, I, guess, I, I mean, I, I I've guess, watched some fucked up shit, and I'm not to jerk off, but to you know, because somebody I've seen some fuck. I've seen really fucked up shit. Yeah, so. You know, I mean, so I I was sitting there and I I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I wrote back, tell them. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Tell them, hey, mention my tour dates, would (laughs) you?
3: That's the great part about living in today. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like if somebody was like, dude, you jerk off to fucking old men and chickens. No, but there are, but there
1: are, there is a niche part of society that doesn't know about porn the way we know about porn. So like we were moving, Leanne's best friend at the time. Yeah her husband they were engaged yeah and they were like we got to move him out would you help and i was like yeah of course so i go to help yeah. and they found a magazine and they're like they're both like floored sitting on the couch not doing anything i go what's going on let's go let's go and they're like we just found kitty porn in his fucking room and i was like are Who? you serious whose room and the, the guy's room and i'm like he has fucking kitty porn and they're like yeah and they show me a magazine it says barely legal and i went oh guys that's nothing and they're like what and i was like that yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, we found kitty porn." <laughs> I was like, "He's a pervert." No, it's but it's, ba- it's, it's it's barely. That, yeah, it's half one of the one of the one of the clickbait things is uh uh teen teen fucks her boyfriend, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, you type in I don't really try to type in teen. I would uh, never
1: type in teen because I have t- two teens. Yeah. So it it's <laughs> it's really close to home. Like I would never type in teen. <laughs> yeah, you fucking see pigtails. <laughs> Fuck that. I pigtails going the to school has the same
3: backpack you just bought <laughs> at target
1: <laughs> i gotta watch old broken lady porn
3: <laughs> old oh <Well>, my wife
1: <laughs> hot blonde with sciatica <laughs> yeah
3: i gotta watch a chick with varicose veins <laughs> and flabby elbows
1: menopausal gets a hot flash during blowjob <laughs> Oh, that's going in the act. That's going in the act. <laughs> Very <laughs> menopausal chick gets hot flash during blowjob. Has to stop <laughs> and,
3: and cool down in front of a fan. Oh, uh, Yeah, dude. I remember my wife, uh, oh. she wouldn't role play for the longest time. And she finally came. She's like, we can do it. And uh, she had an outfit. And oh, she, mommy. Keep she doing. came out. She came out in a schoolgirl outfit. Oh, you're gonna say a scuba outfit? No, not scuba. She came out. That would have. That actually would have turned me on. She came that would have. If she came out in a fucking with with flippers and a she fucking. Came out a scuba outfit. She came out with a uh, schoolgirl outfit, and I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, I don't, I'm not a fucking pedophile. I don't. I don't like schoolgirls. I'm not fucking jerking off to you. If I if you if this gets my dick hard, what do you? I'm like. She came out in a schoolgirl outfit. She had like You're a backpack. Like, Is this a test? <laughs> she had a backpack. I'm like, you bought a backpack? Oh. She had a little a little dress oh. and a little thigh highs. She had a lollipop. I'm like, you went (laughs) with a fucking lollipop? Oh, my God. This does nothing for me. She goes, all right, let me try another one.
1: Comes back out in the cop outfit. I just shot a black guy. (laughs) You're like, no, that doesn't do it either. (laughs) She comes out with some fireman. Never forget. Oh, fuck. Get back in there.
3: Keep going. She comes out with a fucking Ku Klux Klan outfit. I just come.
1: Old Southern lawyer. (laughs) Well, objection, you're on. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh God. Oh my God. You can't do this on texting.
3: Sex no you can't. (laughs) Fuck texting. I hate it. Oh. It's funny because Sex Now. Oh. Like I remember sex back in the day was so fun. Sex Now is like a it's like a we're doing this. It's like getting your dogs groomed. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fucking- like, we
1: should probably do it, huh?
3: Yeah. It's like, we should. We haven't done it in a while. It's like, all right. Then we lie there for a minute. And then when you kiss, when you first start to kiss, it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Who
1: kisses? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'll, I'll put my finger in her mouth. But I'm not going to kiss her.
3: <laughs> I said that. I said that. I go, dude, if I try to put my finger in my wife's mouth, she'd be like, just tell me to shut up. Why, why would you do that? Don't fucking. Oh. Uh, uh, oh God! She got me. Sl- <laughs> we were lying in bed, and uh, I I was I had this dream that I was fucking the chick off the butter, the Indian, you know the Indian on the butter, the, the beautiful Indian woman, that the Lando legs
4: <laughs>
3: So I had this. Oh, <laughs> I had this dream. Oh, that Bobby. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I was walking by this river, and it oh. was like grass, and there was a teepee, <laughs> and she was by the river cleaning cleaning clothes. Cleaning potatoes. <laughs> she had, just you cle- had a big potato. Oh. She was cleaning something, and I walked up, and uh, we started kissing these beautiful the pigtails and all that, and we went back in her fucking teepee, and we were fucking oh. making out, <clears throat> and I woke up. And I was making out with my wife. Uh. <laughs> Apparently, she had probably come over to me, yeah. and I touched her. And in the dream, I started kissing her. Yeah. But in real, in real life, I was I. I woke up, and me and my wife were fucking, uh, uh, like like Tina, uh, and I was fucking, yeah. and I, and she was into it. And I was like, oh,
4: "Fuck, uh, uh,
3: I gotta fuck my wife." So, oh. so I, but I was like. I was like, I wanted to tell her so bad, like, baby, listen, I was sleeping. Oh, could you? <laughs> could you go get some butter? <laughs> I wanted, but it was so fucking, it was so crazy. And then we had sex, and I was like, you might have been some dice in the other hand
1: with a, yeah. and pretend you work at a casino. The um, Leanne one time, Leanne took a pole dancing class with her friends, like her friends that put people the podcast. That's hot. It is until you. I mean, I've seen like obviously professional strippers yeah and then your wife does it and and you're just like oh you never could have been a like it was so funny that i was like and she was trying to be you could see her trying to be sexy right we i bought her in <laughs> i was in utah with some comics and we went to eat and next door was a uh sex lingerie shop and i thought you know what i'll do we yeah. leanne and i were going to a hotel room for three days to write a script and so i said i'm gonna get i'm gonna get three outfits for leanne right. to put on and then you know just to spice it up every night it'll be something different right i think i got myself something you got an and, outfit yeah i got an outfit what was like it just a fucking dick hanging out of a speedo or something i don't know who it did not <laughs> look good on me it didn't even fit me but leanne came out and it was i gotta be honest with you, it was it was it was the reason i married her that didn't i didn't know when i met her would be the reason i needed her because she just, it did not. It was ill-fitting as fuck. <laughs> she's sausaging out of the sides, and she's like, "What do you think?"
3: And I'm just like, "Oh!" She's like, "I can't get it off." <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it's a weird thing, man. It's like, like we we're at the point where it's like, "Oh, we have to fuck soon," because it's getting to the point where we might not fuck again. Yeah. Like I think we'll just get old together and just not fuck.
1: Yeah, there's people that do that. I had a friend who
3: did that. Yeah, I don't want to get to that point. I, I want to fuck again. You know, but I read this book called uh, the Kosher kosher Sutra. It was written by a rabbi, yeah, uh, and on on sex, yeah, and it made so much sense to me Um because if it's like you need to stop watching porn, you need to stop. But he goes, you also need to stop walking around naked together. She needs to stop just being shirtless in front of you. She needs to stop taking shits in front of you or peeing in front of you yeah. because all that does is desensitize you to her body so if she doesn't show if you don't see her tits for a, f- a few weeks or a month yeah. if you don't see her taking a shit if if she kind of like when you first met yeah then when you see her tits and if you haven't seen tits and then you see her tits for oh, the yeah. first time it's like you have the new tits yeah. and you get mm. you get aroused again the I, reason-
1: I always get aroused when i see the tits really I, oh and that's problematic because
3: see the comic in me right there just wanted to go me too but i i just met her this is just a
1: girl <laughs> she got great boobs <clears throat> but i always get aroused. i had a jewish guy tell me one time you know what the key to happy marriage marriage is i said like, what and he goes don't touch him what do you mean he goes don't touch him don't touch him don't touch her for like three days don't even touch her don't touch her and then come up and slowly graze her back and she's like he like he's like the problem is you know he goes you touch him so much then one day if you just don't touch him and then come up and then yeah de- yeah and it's almost like that made sense i quit jerking off when i was doing Bert the Conqueror. i quit jerking off for the whole run of it yeah and i was like, i was like i want to see if i can, could do it and just have sex with leanne and i was i would come home like a fucking throbbing cock like yeah. like hey, we're, oh, we got to do this now what is, how, what time do the kids get back picked
3: up yeah i think i think it it does make sense because you know you go on the road and i was it's just it sucks now because you jerk if you jerk off at the wrong time then i'm I'm, i have nothing to do yeah it's like now it's 12 i did two shows i'm back in the room and now what am i gonna do watch fucking discovery channel watch fucking alaskan something yeah and and it's you know how do you how
1: do you pass the time sober uh, on the road because i that's my biggest struggle we're starting sober october next week and i'm i've whenever we've done sober october i've been very select about going on the road yeah i've been like i'll do one week just to make sure we can pay bills yeah but now i'm like oh, i'm doing every single weekend in october yeah and i was like what what does one do
3: it's it's hard it's hard because you don't um it's hard dude it's lonely it's fucking really lonely i i can get depressed with that shit i can get fucked up with that shit when i'm trying to i know you're supposed to go to the gym and replace a, a negative brick with a positive brick. <laughs> if you go to the gym you'll feel good about you fuck yourself i still have the addictive fucked up shit that makes me want to feel good right Mm -hmm. um uh, i think the one thing that i did do that helped was i found something to do in that city
1: you're always good at doing activities like we're going like going like like even even if it's just going to cigar bar and meeting new people
3: You're I will find I will find a place. That's why these kind of save my life a little bit because I will go I, cigar bars to me um everyone's different. The personalities are always different. Uh the vibes are different and I love to go in there because you'll sit down and it's very 1950s to me. Because I'll sit down, I'll light up a cigar and some guy next to me will go, "What do you got?" and then what you, you smoking? start talking. What you smoking? And I'm not a comic. I'm not doing He doesn't give a fuck about any of that and we'll just start talking. Uh, Excuse me. Sorry about that. But, and all of a sudden I'm in this conversation. um, I remember I was in, um, oh, what the fuck? I was in Canada somewhere and I went to the cigar bar and it was all black dudes. It was, uh, you know. Oh, that's so funny. I I went to one. I went, God damn it.
1: I was just at this place. I went to the cigar bar. Oh, God
3: damn it. I think it was Canada too, Bobby. And it was all black dudes. All black. It was like it was like Animal House when they walked into the fucking nightclub. Yeah. And I when I walked in, and I just sat down with them. I felt, I was like an asshole too because I ordered like chicken fingers. Does you guys want any? I was like, what are you doing? You know they were like, nah, we're good. But but now all of a sudden they started talking to me. Yeah. And then I sat down with them. They made me laugh. Like they didn't even know I was a comic. They I laughed like i it was like hanging out with stand-ups yeah these four guys were fucking killing it in a room full of motherfuckers yeah and uh at the end of it they're like what are you doing i was like i'm a comic they're like you haven't said a funny thing yet motherfucker i had the best time ever but i, I might never see those guys again you know yeah, but yeah. i had that like day with them where i met all these guys and i met all these people and i found it, had a blast that's why cigar bars to me are, are great for me because I get to go out. But I also find something to do. The problem is I love food. You know, I love sure. to go to like the best ramen. Do you well, do that when you go to a city? Go. I, I had to stop doing it because I was going to fucking die. My feet. Like, I remember one night I was in my house and my feet felt wet. Like, and my toes were numb.
1: Oh, I've had numb toes. Have you had
3: numb toes? <laughs> <laughs> numb toes. I've
1: had numb toes. What? Where you start going, hold on, is this forever? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to go take a walk around the casino.
3: <laughs> num toes. Numb toes to a chubby motherfucker is scary as shit because you don't want to tell anybody.
1: Oh, I, we went to Bali and I drank the whole fucking flight, ate like a fucking lunatic, get there, eat like a lunatic, eat ice cream with Isla, go back to our room. Isla and I sneak out and get ice cream again, right? Come back, wake up, and my left leg's numb. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh my God, I had a stroke in the middle of the night yep. and now this is my forever. And yeah. I was up all fucking night. Yeah. And then <laughs> went to the gym that morning and it went away. It came back. And, and I was like, I was like, God, I, I started running on that tour. I ran a 5K every single day, regardless, going just. And then I found out it was sci- sciatica yeah. where my butt, my ass cheek will hurt, my leg will hurt, my yeah. leg will go numb. And it's. And I remember so funny when someone tells you something and you yeah. go oh yeah I, I got that that's what i'm going through yeah and they go have you ever been hit pretty hard and i go i played professional football for a day and i remember after then anytime i yawned my leg would shake like anytime <laughs> i'd go to stretch like you know when you get in bed and you're like oh my leg would go and i'm like oh i guess that's gonna happen forever <laughs>
3: because you got hit by that guy Because
1: i got fucking destroyed by those football players
3: greatest episode ever it was the greatest episode, but I think being on the road, dude, is a, it's it's a hard thing because you're going from one extreme to the other, dude. You're walking off stage, and the people are going nuts, and you just made people laugh for an hour, maybe two shows, yeah. And now you're doing theaters too, so it's this—that's fu- like a crazy, that's a crazy rock star thing, and then you're getting on a bus, and how do you, how do you keep that going? How do you like? Do you, you we're supposed to just cut it off? Somehow I got Tim
1: Dillon for a couple shows.
3: That's great, man. He's one of the he's he's sober great guy though.
1: Yeah, he's a great guy. Great Good guy hang.
3: can t- Conversate forever. <clears throat> yeah. with him and funny. So yeah, I mean, dude, being on the road with somebody, I'm on. I'm by myself. You don't bring anyone. Can't afford it, dude. I ain't fucking. you know, I ain't that's so funny. <clears throat> can't afford to bring a. I mean, unless he's gonna work for fucking, you know. Yeah. I can't afford to bring a. I can. I can afford to bring i don't know like a mc from houston i don't know man yeah
1: yeah that was the that was a, a really tough pill for me to swallow when uh, when we started when we did that first theater tour yeah and they were like not even the first theater tour the first started round of the of of clubs that were like a higher ticket price sold out ahead of time and they're like you know you should really bring your own feature with you but you got to fly them out, put them up. It's a lot of money. And then I, I was like, I was like, hold on, I don't have to do that because I've always believed in supporting local comedy yeah, and and letting the people who are the ace in Richmond come in and have a great weekend where they're performed to a sold out crowd yeah. and meet them because those usually are the guys that move to LA. I mean, so many guys I met on the road and I'm friends with now just because I went to their city and worked with, I, mean, I all of us worked with Shane Gillen, Gillis in in Philly, he was a sweet guy. He was a fun guy to be around. All yeah. those Philly, those Philly comics were all great guys yeah. to party with.
3: Yeah, I, I I just I in the last couple of years I started uh like doing that more. I cause, I, you know, dude, I go into a club and the guy that they would have in front of me would just be terrible. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, I gotta work with this shit dick all week. And and it's and then they got nine t shirts. You know, I remember one time I was like, dude, you shouldn't tell, you should don't, don't do this. You don't don't do the t shirt. Because you have to do that bit for the rest of your life now. Yeah. You have to close with that bit. Yeah. I mean, you ne- how are you going to grow if at the end of every show you have to do that bit it's to really sell tough. that T-shirt? It's really
1: tough if you're asking me personally. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> but here's the thing. you got to you, challenge yourself. <laughs> this kid goes like this. He goes, you're right, man. You're right. I'm not doing it. Tomorrow, I ain't fucking doing the joke. I was like this. So I'm watching his set. He's doing it. He gets to the end. he he just did another t-shirt he had another t-shirt he went boom and he held up another t-shirt and he goes i got but uh, i was like yeah what are you gonna do so but now i work with them now i agree with you i think it's i like that comedy is getting big it's huge right now and you go into these towns and uh like cleveland i go to cleveland and the comics there are so fucking great so i do a one nighter there and they jump on the show and they but they also help put together the show like bill squire Bill Squire is amazing. One of the funniest fucking guys ever. And he'll help. And very
1: and One of the things, not to cut you off, but one of the things I love about Bill Squire is he's very, he's not woke at all, but he's very heartfelt and a very sensitive guy. Yeah. And if you are telling a joke that's a little fucked up, yeah. he won't correct you. He'll just say, hey, uh, that joke, I'll, t- I'll just give you another side of it, another angle. Yeah. And and I, I love Bill Squire. He's fucking great. Very funny guy. Yeah.
3: And, but they, the it's like, um... Like his friends will come down, and, yeah. and some of the other guys will get on the show, and it's. Uh, I'm also less scared now, dude. Let's be honest. I I can finally do comedy and not be scared of who else is on the show. Like I, yeah. I, I there was a, there was a lot of time when you go from, you know, being a, a whatever, you know, when you become a real headliner, when you can just go up and do an hour, no matter where. There's only there's very few people that can do that, yeah. that can go up and do an hour. Of comedy that is fucking hilarious for an hour anywhere anytime after anybody.
1: Do you feel like you are? I I feel like this. I know Mike. I have a hard time calling Mike Calta Calta. I call him Cowhead. i have always called, I can't. I have a hard time switching over. Right. But Cowhead feels like this. Gary Goldman and I were just talking about this yesterday. Burn. I brought this up for some reason. I don't know what it is. You turned a corner in comedy. Where it's like now you're doing what you've always done, but there's a thought, there's a thought behind what you're doing, there's a pathos to it, yeah. and you're murdering harder than we've ever seen you murder, and now is when comedy's up here. You I mean, theoretically, you were poised to pop when you did Torgasm with Dane, but you 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 didn't. For whatever reason, you just you went back in, doubled down, got on the O&A, yeah. the, and then that was this huge bubble of fucking great comedy but it wasn't where we're at now no but now i think you're the guy that it's that one special yeah that one special that'll fucking send you over the edge
3: it's so funny too it's like but i you like if it was five years ago i could probably get one but now it's like we can't now it's it's, it's like dude we can't unless you think that's
1: going to change with with this new streaming war you think so oh yeah the i just saw the list of who are out there looking to buy specials right. and you're going like 12 different people yeah 12 different platforms are looking to put specials out yeah you're like oh this is gonna i think when it was one when it was just netflix they yeah. had a responsibility to represent everyone and i, I don't fault them at all for that yeah. i think because of that they gave pops to people who would have had to struggle when it was just comedy set you know when it was yeah. comedy center hbo showtime yeah um but I think, I think things are going to change drastically. I, th- I think, I'm hoping my special comes out before then, but. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing right now. But I, I think there's, in the last year especially, it's like, I don't, there's a certain point where you're like, ah, who gives, up? I don't care anymore. I can't care about that shit. I can't care about who, what, where. I got to come here and do this set and try to make it better and try to make it as awesome as I can. I got too much work to do in this hour that I have to worry about what the fuck you're doing. And who's there? So it's like fuck it. Like, just- are you working
1: on an hour right now, putting together an hour? Dude, I,
3: I had an. This is a weird thing. I've had I had an hour two years ago. So my hour after my special that I did with Serpico, the yeah. live from the Village Underground, um, which I was, I loved. I loved that special. It was fucking great. Um, after we did that, a two years a uh, year and a half after that, had an hour, and I couldn't get a special. Just couldn't get one. Yeah. So I went. And it became something else. So now, I have my hour. Is is uh, evolved into something else?
1: Is this the stuff I saw you working on with cal on the cowhead cruise? Yeah, yeah. That's a fucking great. I was I couldn't follow it. No, you follow. what are you talking about? Are you fucking kidding me? I mentioned your first three jokes as my first three jokes. No,
3: dude, you fucking murdered. What are you <laughs> talking told about? I pulled the
1: fucking machine and took my shirt off, Bobby. It's different than fucking following your hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different than fucking just following you.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I went up after fucking two new dudes.
1: No, that 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 uh that new stuff you're working on is just
3: but here's the thing, like you, you, you do stuff, right? You feel good about it. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'll do stuff. This is why I hate watching fucking stand up specials. I don't like watching them because I feel like I, I just watch Burr's and I'm like, fuck, fuck me. Like, ah. I felt. Not, but that's not what you do. It's not what I do, but it's like he's so good. Yeah, but, it's so fucking crazy. And I, and I know what you're saying. I think you're right.
1: Uh, I, I know I'm right about this because no. what we're watching with Burr is someone. Do the freestyle 100 medley or whatever, you know, but do the fast swim stroke where it turns everyone's heads, where you're like, holy fuck, did you see that? Him and Chappelle, they do the fucking freestyle butterfly and they fucking throw up record times. And it's so, me and you are doing the breaststroke where our times aren't matching their their times. Right. But that's not to say we're not great swimmers. That's not to say that we aren't, that they don't respect what we do. Yeah. It's just, I've I've, Andrew Schultz was telling me this. He goes, he goes. I would, I could never do what you do, and and I think a lot of people would have a hard time being as honest and as vulnerable and tell stories about their life and break down their psyche and what their the way they. And I think, I think it's a it's a definite different stroke in that people go. I was recognized with Burr one time, and the guy goes, hey, big fans, and then he looks at Burr and he goes, dude, I just want to tell you, you are one of the greatest minds we have. In society, as a comic, what you say needs to be said. Yeah, and then he just looked at me and he's like, "I like the machine story. It's a great story." And but you're like, "Okay, I'm never going to be the greatest mind. I'm never going to be the guy so that can break we're, down." We're in
3: the Olympics. We're in the Olympics, but we're not Michael Phelps.
1: No, but we're, we're, the, we're, we're, we're the guy when Michael Phelps definitely when Michael Phelps needs to do a four by four medley yeah. and they need a breaststroke guy. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, definitely going to Bobby Burt."
3: Right. yeah like definitely going by we're burr. gonna get you there yeah yeah we're gonna get you to the end where you're gonna jump in and win the fucking yeah this.
1: yeah you're gonna close it out everyone's gonna notice you like yeah. there's so many articles being written we're, about burr right now yeah where i don't i personally don't it would make me i could i can't just tone it out like burr yeah and 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 or chappelle i can't shut it down and i and i'm not segura is like that guy a little bit yeah. where they go fuck it i'm gonna go i'm gonna take big fucking swings yeah and and i think that there's a like there's they obviously have across the board like ability across the board that's yeah. why they're doing what they're doing so well yeah but we i think we are more funny. story story t- funny yeah funny is,
3: it's funny i know I, I think you're right man i think there is a there is an aspect of uh kind of just accepting who you are um you know, there always is competition in comedy. Yeah. Like especially in New York. I remember being there and it would be, you know, Norton, Patrice, Burr, Geraldo, Tell. And it's like you're on the stage with these guys and you want to, you wanna, you it's like fuck, you walk off stage and you're like, fuck, fuck. Yeah. What I you feel guilty. Dude, you, Patrice made me feel like that all the time, going,
1: like, how come I'm not writing these like these jokes where I'd go, I'd hear his premise and I'd go. That's so subtle, yeah. But it's making such a big splash. It, like yeah. the subtlest premise. But I think the biggest mistake comics make, yeah, across the board, is they try to do what, what they see, Burr Chappelle. They they look at that and they go, "I need that. I, I need an angle like that. I need to come in aggressive." Fuck, white women fucked it all up. And then you're like, "Hold on, yeah." You got Bill Burr had to earn that. Like he had to. He had. There's a lot of times where he had to move from L.A. back to New York. And get back in the fucking guts of it,
3: well, that's bird too that's like, I live with him for three years, so you see his stand up and you're like, "Oh that's him, yeah and yeah it's it's weird too like you know it's uh who really makes me laugh Jessica Kirhen oh and she's but she's the thing I love about her and it has to do with me and I think you too is she's silly, yeah like she's very silly, and I'm fucking silly yeah. like I'm serious. I, I have fucking anger issues. I'm a yeah. fucking lunatic. Um, but I'm silly. So like it, it is like kind of accepting that whole fucking mixture of, okay, I'm gonna go on stage, I'm gonna be silly, stupid, I'm gonna be angry, I'll fucking snap, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This whole thing. But it's like when you find that, when you finally find that thing and go, okay, I accept it. This is what I am, and just go forward with that. Yeah. I think it's the biggest hiccup I
1: see young comics doing. Yeah. Where they just they go. I'm. Not, I can't. I'm not going to accept who I am as a comic. Because yeah. I. Because what I like is better. You know. Like I love
3: a tell. That's, that's good. Yeah. What I like is better. That's a fucking. That's a good one. Save oh, that.
1: I had to deal with that very young because what I liked I couldn't do. I loved wow. Mitch Hedberg. I loved a tell. Yeah. My jokes like that were so bad. Yeah. That I. They were like. And then what? What was working for me was like going. I took acid and went to Disneyland and everyone's like, <laughs> and it wasn't like you know, Dave tell where he's like. You ever take guys <laughs> to go to Disneyland and spend an hour in your friend's eyebrow, you know? And you're like, "God damn it, I could never write that. Right, no. And for me, it was like, oh, I can do it, but it's going to be like an eight-minute story, and I'm going to have to put characters in it. I'm going to have to do their voices. Yeah. I'm going to have to fucking... I'm going to have to try to do a little bit of what he does and sprinkle it in. And I think... I think... I mean, I, I've thought a lot about your comedy recently because I, I've, everyone I've talked to, everyone I've talked to has, has said lately, have you seen Bobby? And what I think you did is you, I th- I think what's, and I think it, it sucks that it has to happen to us now, but like I needed to become a, a man before I could do comedy, yeah. you know? And I think what you were doing when you were younger and with Dane, it was fun, high energy, fucking hilarious, worked the crowd quicker than any motherfucker out there, physicality through the fucking roof. Mm. But it wasn't until you, you, you had your family and... Had real moments in life mm. with your wife and your kid, where you started sitting back and going. I mean, I I still think your your how many summers joke is I. It's like where you go. That's a guy sitting in his fucking Adirondack going. Yeah, yeah. Thirty more of these. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a fucking brilliant yeah. premise, but yeah. it's it it. You need to have the wealth of life experiences yeah. to share that. You know what stinks sometimes too is you watch guys that popped young were fun young guy comics yeah. and then they try to be a grown-up and they they're attached to this persona that they do not know cannot relate to yeah and you're like bro you got to grow up you know and great ones i'll compliment bill one more time but great ones like burr finds a way to do it in his own voice yeah like when he talks about he held his baby for the first time yeah
3: it's great and he goes i'm fucking i'm murder i'm murder motherfucker
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like he finds to tenac- connect the burr in that moment
3: when he said, my, my daughter hasn't met me yet, dude, I was like, I've when I had my kid, I thought that. I just didn't write it down, you dumb fuck. I didn't go on stage that night and do it. I was somehow blocked off or stuck in my thing. So when I do see guys like that, it's like, okay, fucking do it. Talk oh, about it.
1: Mid-roll reads. Mid
0: roll reads. What are they?
1: These are mid roll reads. Support for the birdcast comes from Whoop. I absolutely love my Whoop strap. If you don't know, Sober October is powered by Whoop. Whoop combines a wearable device with state of the art software to help athletes and high performance operators improve recovery, training, and sleep, and make better lifestyle choices with real-time feedback on your body. I am sincerely obsessed with my whoop. I wake up and check my whoop. Last night, I had the most sleep I've had all month. How often can you say that? You know, when you go, I'm not getting a lot of sleep, how often can you literally literally say, no, literally last night I got eight hours of sleep with a 64% recovery. So then I went into hot spin today and I felt like I could push it and I did push it. Whereas I normally wouldn't, I did push it because I knew my recovery. And then I got a 12.9 strain, which is a good strain. If I can get put in one more workout today, I can get the highest strain of my, of my month. Whoop is incredible. Me, Tom, Joe, and Ari are all wearing them 24-7 to understand the impact sobriety has on our bodies. So far, I sincerely have been blown away by this. My resting heart rate has decreased measurably. My sleep is not good. I, I really do have to work on my sleep, but I think that has to do a lot with my tour. And like I said, it really is overwhelming to me. I, I think I'm getting, I got to get off my blood pressure medicine because I think my blood pressure medicine is not allowing my heart to, to perform at a high rate. And I would not know any of this if I wasn't wearing my Whoop, you can follow along on our Whoop team, join Whoop and get on the team. Get a Whoop strap 3.0 for free when you join. Leanna has a Whoop strap.
2: Yeah, I love Do you it. You love it? Yeah, I love it.
1: Go to whoop.com and use the promo code sober october to get 15% off your order. Whoop works with the best from the NFL to the Navy Seals to four middle-aged stand-up comedians. <laughs> The insights apply to all of us. That's the point of what I'm saying. See how your body responds to stress, good and bad, and then adjust to live better. Get a WHOOP. Check out our team at WHOOP.com. Go sober and watch what happens. Thank you, WHOOP. This podcast is also brought to you by Hims. 66% of men start losing their hair by the age of 35. Their names include Tom Segura. He started losing his hair so young, and he did nothing about it. See, once you've noticed thinning's hair, it can be too late. That hairline slowly starts to move backwards and then you have weird bald spots at the front of your head and you got to shave your head like Tom just to like compensate. I started losing my hair at 22, but you know what I did? I got in front of it and guess what? I still have a full head of hair, kind of, kind of. I mean, I'm, I'm using preventative medicine and you can too. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA approved products to help you treat. Hair loss, no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements, prescriptions backed by science. Hims is created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier to have online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor visits, long pharmacy lines like I had to do in 1994 when I started losing my hair. For hims connects you with real doctors online, which honestly can save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. Just answer a few quick questions. The doctor is going to review. They're going to determine if it's right for you. And then they can prescribe you the medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. These are the things that are featured in GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, Playboy, just to name a few. Order now. And my listeners can start with HIMS Complete Hair Kit. For just $5 today while supplies last and obviously subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety informations. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy or somewhere else. Go to forehims.com/slash birdcast. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash birdcast. Forhyms.com slash birdcast. Be the best version of yourself. Comedy Central has your new secret favorite podcast. It's called Your Two Dads. With Sean and Julian, hosts Julian McCullough and Sean O'Connor are comedians and longtime best friends who also happen to be dads. In their podcast, they share crazy stories about parenting with other comedians, writers, and actors who also happen to be dads and even a few moms. They chat with John Levenstein, Rory Scovel, Adam Pauly. They even hung out with Jody Sweeten. She's a uh, Stephanie Tanner from Full House and Fuller Fuller House or Full Full Fuller House or anyway. She's a mom with an incredibly filthy mouth. If you're not a dad or a mom, you're still going to love this podcast. Sean and Julian have amazing chemistry and just pull the craziest stories out of the people they talk to. But if you are a dad or even know a dad, you'll love hearing all the hilarious jokes and humiliating tales these guys tell. Subscribe to Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian for Comedy Central's idea of a parenting podcast. This podcast is also brought to you by... Away luggage. We just got our piece of Away carry-on, and Leanne claimed it within seconds. These suitcases are perfect suitcases crafted with features that make travel more seamless, and now they offer a range of essentials that solve real travel problems. So all you have to think about is where you're headed next. The suitcases are designed to last a lifetime, and if you have a problem with them, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced ASAP. They have a 100-day trial on everything away makes you can take it on the road live with it travel with it get lost with it and if you decide it's not for you you can return any non-personalized items for a free refund no ifs ands or at asterisks i was gonna say at risks free shipping on any away order within the contiguous united states europe and australia i don't know what contiguous means but i think it's contiguous get away offline too if you want to see one for yourself you can shop everything away at their stores in new york austin la san francisco boston chicago and london away knows that everyone has different travel styles so they make their carry-ons on in an array of away colors two sizes two materials a strong yet flexible polycarbonate and an anodized aluminum i'm telling you right now this came here and immediate looked like the luggage i love a range of unique personalized offerings including hand paintings they also have the bigger carry-on it's their carry-on just sized up to make the most of the overhead bin still lightweight durable shell made to last a lifetime and, and once again 100 day trial so you can try any away product on the road limited lifetime warranty means they're going to fix it or replace it i'm I'm telling you right now, I absolutely love this. They've got four 360-wheel spinners guaranteed for a smooth rise. And let me tell you something. The wheels are so important on a suitcase. That is the selling point for me. They've got TSA-approved combination locks to keep your belongings safe, an optional ejectable battery to keep your phone charged, and a removable laundry bag to separate dirty clothes from clean clothes that's literally um, buttoned right to your bag. I absolutely love this bag. Too bad my wife claimed it first the second it got here or I would be taking it with me.
2: It's an amazing bag. It's an
1: amazing bag. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash Burtcast and use the promo code Burtcast during checkout. That's $20 off a suitcase by visiting awaytravel.com slash Burtcast and use the promo code Burtcast during checkout. Away. <laughs> Go i am on stage. terrified of rogan and burr switching pivoting and talking about their family because what i do <laughs> is gonna look horror, horror shit yeah, like i'm okay. so terrified of joe going so my daughters and i'm like please talk about aliens please talk about bow hunting because you know that he could just do circles around what i do
3: please talk about killing a moose kill moose
1: kill moose don't you do jujitsu? What? Show you your tattoos. Hey, he's taking his shirt off. Uh, when Burr talks about Nia for the first time ever in this special. You know. The,
3: the, the, this fucking. That does, when, when you do, you hear. Like when CK. Yeah. When, when he starts talking about shit. I'm like, ah, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. Ah, he's talking about food. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's talking about. Be- You're really like, God damn it. Because they're. It's different. Their way of um, I don't know what it is. I feel like sometimes I feel like there's a lot of a lot of fat on my joke. No no pun intended. There's a you know what I mean? And like you hear one of those guys do it and it's just like it's so yes. it's razor sharp. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing on that. Yeah. It's fucking Christ.
1: We have we have the ability to make <laughs> to to make our waitress laugh. Like, yeah, dude, like exactly if if, if if we had dinner with burn rogan yeah. and me and you our rates is to go these guys are definitely comedians
3: <laughs> or we crack the whole fucking place yeah 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 exactly they'll crack and they'll be like yeah hi do you have a uh, kale i need some <laughs> yeah like th- th- like around right, we'll walk in any room anywhere
1: burr's already writing a bit about fucking gratuity included what the f- you know and, yeah yeah and
3: i just made fucking helga laugh for 20 minutes yeah. which does nothing <laughs> nothing for my career <laughs>
1: I used to do this thing to, I told Leanne I can make anyone laugh in the world, right? Right. So it was when we first started dating. Right. And I said, trust me, trust me. And so I used to do a thing where when we'd go in to check out for groceries, I would see how quickly I could make, make her laugh, right? Yeah. Just how quickly. And I got it down to a, I mean, I started using the same bit a couple of times and Leanne's yeah. like, that's not, that's a cheat code. You got to be organic. Right, right, right. And I could, I, I could make them laugh Every time we checked out. Every fucking time. And I could go blue and make them laugh. Cucumber bottle of whiskey. It's going to be a fun night tonight.
3: (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) We're great at small talk. Yeah. We're great elevators. We kill. Yeah. It's a a gift. You know who's good? Like that Voss, too.
1: Voss is, I think, probably one of the most underrated comedians because people, I think people... Uh, side all. I think a lot of it was ONA because people would trash him and he was cool with it and he'd fucking go back and break balls yeah. and I think people see him as like a ball busting yeah. in the moment comic god
3: damn it he's fucking good he's really good now too he's really good because his his uh, he's got these great jokes but his crowd work it is when he dips into the crowd and then comes back with a joke and then goes back back to the crowd He's, he, he's fucking hard, dude. He's hard to follow. Yeah, like we, that's a
1: New York muscle, by the way. That's not an LA muscle. Really? Yeah, I I learned that. I feel like we learned this together. But when I remember, me and you were in the back in, in at the improv one time. We were watching a comedian, and you kept going. I get it. It's clever, but it's not funny. Right. And LA was when when I, when we moved out because I moved out here roughly the same time you did. Yeah. Everything was. I remember I had to open for Drew Carey, and I. I realized at that moment I had never written a joke. I looked on stage, I was like, where are the Puerto Ricans at? I was like, how do I get started? Like normally you just and in New York, it was and it works so well on the road. Yeah. Like yeah. in Omaha, yeah, yeah. if to be able to go, we're having a genuine moment right now. And here's a joke I've already written, but you think I came up with it in the moment. And then we're back to crowd work. Oh, you said that? I got a joke about that. Bam. What? And you it was like and, and the greats like tell, yeah. could do it, and you didn't even know it was ha- like you would never know it was happening. It's weird. It,
3: it's, I'm scared. That's like, like I went to the store last night, and I was I'm nervous that somebody's gonna go. Do you want to go on? Because I haven't performed in L.A. in so long at any of the clubs, yeah, in years, and it is a different. There's a different thing when you go out there. I remember being like coming out here and going on with the Laugh Factory or whatever, and going on stage there is a different there's a new york thing that we like you know what's up with your face huh why would you say that like uh i was just you know what i mean like there is a different yeah there is a there's a there's a different thing that doesn't translate here
1: did he just call the group of asian people the mathletes like wait what he that's oh my god you, is it is it like that out here it, it's not like that at the store but you will find that at other clubs it's the store is a little more new york i think and i think
3: there is a thing like people go up with jokes like just jokes oh oh yeah i mean just jokes and fucking murder and it's great but that's i can't do that like i can't go up and go into a joke because i need to connect with them yeah i need to say something to you to gauge your energy i need to know what fucking people you are so when i walk up and i'm like what's up and i look at you and i'm like what's up fuckers blah 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 and and then i say a couple things i know i immediately gauge the the pool i know what temperature it is yeah and i can that then my brain goes all right fucking go and then i can go into some my jokes um but i i don't know it's like i need that moment of like, th- like, let's fuck around a little bit. There's let's no see.
1: reading the room in LA. Uh, that was like, I remember one when I worked at the door at the Boston, Voss told me, Did you not read the room? And I went, What do you mean? And he goes, You got to read the room. And he, I go, How do I do that? And he goes, You got to, that's something you learn. Yeah. He goes, I can't just teach you. But you came up and immediately he goes, The guy in the front row is going to prison. Yeah. And w- you're talking about your life? Yeah. He's going to prison tomorrow. Yeah. You, we knew that. We all talked to that guy. Everything's got to be about his night, and then then take and I was like, in L.A. and I know for a fact I've gotten more guilty of it the longer I've been in L.A. Where you go, all right, I've got some joke. I man, and I have bombed in the store in the main room where I'm like, all right, these are jokes. I'm I've, I'm working on jokes tonight. Yeah, and I just eat a dick. Yeah, and and you go, but there. I think that's. My analogy was when I came out here for the first time, and I want to say I made the analogy with you in the back of the improv one night, but it's about working out. And when you work out in New York, it's like doing a prison workout. You've got a broomstick and two cinder blocks, and you're just trying to get strong enough so you don't get raped in the shower. You just want to look impressive in the yard. You don't give a fuck about your abs or your fucking legs. You're like, I need to throw people off of me. L.A. is more like... Um, I did a Barry's boot camp where my body's ripped. I can't defend myself physically in the shower, mm. but I look good enough to rape in the shower. Like, like it, it just it, it was very, very different. It is still very different. I think it's, I think Ari has changed that. I think Ari is become this bridge between New York and L.A. and you see a lot more New York comics coming out to L.A. Yeah, which never fucking happened a year ago. Yeah,
3: a lot of funny guys in L.A. now too. I mean. I, mean, I would say I, I,
1: I would say I'll, I'll say this I think I think age-wise the older funny guys live in LA. I think New York all the younger the the next generations living in. Yeah. And then and then you and I think they learned from guys like you Voss Norton Patrice Keith fucking all these murderers yeah. who Colin who were their tell that but were their it, idols.
3: It's a weird thing though if you I kind of look at it like when we were when ONA was big and it was you know all of us in uh, New York and doing these o a big shows and that everything comes to an end which is saddest thing everything comes to an end sorry but yeah. it's all going to come to an end yeah. you know at some point um, like the Laugh Factory was the, the holy shit club when I was out here whatever 20 years ago yeah. and the store was fucking empty everything comes to an end it's a weird thing New York comic strip was the club cellar was empty yeah. Fucking empty. And now it's it's the seller has 40 shows a week sold out. Yeah. So it's like it's this weird thing that we're living in. And but I feel like it it's over here now. Like if you look at
1: But you know at, that's because of New York. That what the Because because O and A was so special, we didn't have that. None of us had that. And yeah. only like fucking only like three of us could get on O and A, right? No, I didn't. I, I got on once. I did ONA and A once. Yeah, R, 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 Segura never did O and A. Yeah, uh, Ari never Ari did it once, maybe, but yeah. with Joe, um, Joe could do O and A. Dane could do an O A, but I mean, in all fairness, I wouldn't say D- Dane ever did ONA A the way ONA did ONA. A. Like no. Dane would come on, and it was like, guys, the biggest comic in the world is now walking in the room, you know, like. OK, we're going to have to talk a little bit about how his what his life's like now. But um, and then we just out of necessity. And I, and I think it was a, a perfect storm is that Joe got banned from the store. He wasn't going to sit idly around. He didn't want to do television. So he's going to start his podcast and then inspired all of us to start our own podcasts.
3: Yeah. And I think that was our well, podcasting became fucking massive. Oh. I mean, think about what Rogan's podcast is. I I I have a hard. I won't.
1: I actually don't think about it too much because I do it enough. Where I go, I don't ever want to look at it as precious. I always just want to go in, get high, get drunk, yeah. fuck around, be honest, say the wrong thing yeah. a bunch, yeah, get our balls busted, laugh, yeah, and then go out to dinner. That right after that, bullshit. Yeah, you can't look at you can't look at Joe as as anything special or it i think that becomes an unphone show to do
3: yeah but it's, but he's just joe that's why it's not it's, it's like joe. you guys hanging out yeah and then i'll have some fucking scientist on
1: i mean it's a weird it's a weird it really it really is yeah it really is hard to compartmentalize too because people will come out like you know like mark norman to joe list yeah and be like i'm doing rogan like give me some advice and you're like that don't yeah i told norman norman by the way have one of the best rogan appearances i've seen in a while right and i and he it's we so in,
3: weird though to have like a you're having a great rogan appearance like it's a tonight show it's but yeah but it's yeah yeah but
1: it it, it does i mean it we call it the rogan bump where all of a sudden yeah. all your ticket sales go up all your podcast numbers go up right i mean it, it's i mean it's something we experienced you know nine years ago when we first started doing it you yeah. get the rogan bump and then you know and and for and we'd notice it, but these guys would come out who are younger, who have been listening to Rogan, who idolize, you know, what he's doing in this business. Yeah. And I remember I was on tour with Norman in in uh, in um, in in Europe, and he was like, he was like, I'm doing, I'm doing, I got a date for Rogan. I'm doing Rogan. Well, like, give me some advice. I go, don't, yeah. I go, don't, just don't think about it. Yeah. Go in hungover and don't think he's just a guy. He goes, I know, but can I like bust his balls? I go, hundred fucking percent. Right. He's like, I'm afraid. What if I call him Fatty? I go, don't, don't, just fucking be you. He's only gonna like you if you're you. Yeah. It's... If you go in thinking I'm gonna be what I, he thinks he likes, he's gonna fucking hate you.
3: Yeah, but Rogan's always been that guy, though. I remember when I was back in Boston, I was in a comedy class. I was living with this uh, woman, Maria Falzoni She just passed to, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Italian girl. She had this house and she let comics live there. It was in the. It was kind of in the ghetto. It was like a, like a. Korean ghetto used yeah. to be Jewish, Italian. Then it turned Korean, and she would let people live there. And I lived, I lived up on the third floor with this guy, this um, Larry Rapucci. He was like three hundred fifty pounds, walked around naked all the time. Yeah. I used to have pieces of paper like around the house because he wouldn't put clothes on. So when he came in, I would just he'd be there, and I would just talk to him because he wouldn't wear clothes. So I just told yeah. the paper over his cock, yeah, so we could have conversations. But I remember. I was in the class and they were telling me this is back when evening at the improv and uh, all these, you know, stand up spotlight and you need seven minutes of clean material. You got to be clean. You got to be clean. And I'm in class. I'm like my, but I'm not, I'm a recovering addict. I, I bang all the yeah. time. I do comedy. I, I meet girls and I'm single. What the fuck am I? What am I going to talk about? What, what the fuck clean? I don't have a wife. I don't have a kid. Yeah. I don't have a, mean don't have any of this shit. And then I saw Rogan's half hour on, on MTV's half hour. Yeah. And I remember I'm watching him, and everybody else went up and did the fucking jokey jokes and cl- And he went up and he was like, You know, it's hard to find. He was talking about finding the right amount of pressure to put on a girl's head, you know, as <laughs> she kisses your nipples. And then it's like, Because <laughs> you don't want to push too much pressure. Because yeah. what the fuck? You-? I was like, That's the guy. Yeah. And I remember bringing him up. I go, This guy's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He talks about getting a blowjob. And I remember I worked with him at the Akua Ku, it's a Chinese restaurant. He was headlining, and he just fucking murdered. Yeah. And he had this crazy confidence. And he walked on stage and just did all this fucking crazy dirty shit. And I was like, "That's it, that's the fucking guy." I remember I walked up to him. I was like, "I was like, dude, listen, i been, you know, because I, I, I met my guy. Yeah. Because he's from Boston. He's fucking the shit." Yeah. It was back when I had hair. I was fucking sexy as shit, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, ah, how, this is the fucking guy. Fuck everybody else. And uh, I was like, dude, do you have any advice? He was like, yeah, nothing. He goes, I got, and there's no advice in comedy. Because yeah. if I give you advice, you'll be me. Just be you. Get on stage. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, no advice. Anything a little more tangible? <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really wanted something. But, but we wound up hanging out. And I was like, this guy's just the fucking coolest guy ever. Yeah, we we hung out for the weekend. We met girls and blah blah blah. We had this great time, and I remember like this is the fucking the best. And I realized then that I could just do what I wanted to fucking do. I didn't have to, you know, write these setup punch tags. I could just go on stage and fucking be me. And you know, Billy Martin, who's the producer of uh, Bill Maher's show now, yeah, huge nicest guy ever. I remember he walked up to me back then. He goes i murdered on his show and he walked up he goes i hate your act i hate it but you kill and i i can't fuck with that and yeah. i was like okay i can deal with that and it definitely hampered my shit mm-hmm. because if i i think if i was cleaner blah blah blah, maybe i was a little further away yeah. well, eh, you know there's that thing yeah you know? i've always
1: thought that what if i said what if i just sat down and just wrote in a clean act and then i could do corporates and then
3: i could do you make more money yeah. You make more money. Gary Gumman always talks about the time he did Leno for the first time. And in between the commercial breaks, he went, you know, I've catered I, I did my act to you like clean, like you. And he goes, ah, fuck that. I make more money being fucking clean. That's why I do it. Yeah. And he was like, huh? huh? But it's uh <laughs> I remember doing that and when I finally did my special, the live from the Village Underground, Billy Martin sent me a, a note on Inst- on Facebook, and he was like, I just watched your special and you did it he gives you 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 became a comic i watched it it was dirty it was fi- but it was personal and you finally figured out how to do it and it was amazing and he was a great job you know yeah. because imagine if i listen to these fucking assholes in the class telling to be, cl- i'd be out of the business you can't listen to anyone you can't rogan was right yeah yeah you don't listen to anybody I mean, you philosophize about it. We talk and shit, and we sit there. Yeah, we talk about it. We philosophize about it. And you're right. You gotta. You can't look at these other people. You just gotta be a silly fuck. But you can't help it.
1: Um, and and I, I I think I I was super guilty of this as I not comparing myself to other people, but going like, well, I like what they're doing. They're inspiring me. I, I want to be Inspire like the, yeah. And I remember I remember Rogan had a joke. I loved this joke about shitting on hugh hefner because in at the time in la everyone just idolized him because you wanted to go to the playboy the playboy House mansion yeah yeah and rogan going it's creepy as fuck like is no one gonna mention this he's a fucking 80 years old getting and it was like way before anyone was woke with the me too shit where you're like oh yeah 80 year olds should not fuck 18 year olds but like i remember hearing that joke going dude i I, i'm not to like suck rogan's cock but when he started doing the joe show with brian with red band yeah that internet show, yeah. that was when YouTube just came out, and I was yeah. watching. I was watching that, and I was like, "God damn it, man! This guy's—he's looking at the business, his own direction." Yeah, and you—and he didn't give a fuck what other other people would have been like. What are you doing a reality show? And he's like, "No, I'm just fucking around with my friend with a camera. Yeah. I'm hanging out with MMA fighters and poor stars and fucking after a fight, and we're gotta follow each other around." And I got a lot of shit when I started. I started vlogging and i started like putting a, everything out on instagram yeah but i was like i was like you know what man i can't listen to anyone's advice i remember hearing sebastian say and i love although I, I love sebastian but guy. sebastian was like well, you just put all your fucking life out on online and i was like in my head i was like it i i enjoy it i get a kick out of it and selling yeah. tickets and it's i don't i don't feel like it's intrusive what i'm showing isn't in, in fact my whole day yeah it's these little pockets i told the story I go, find or, or, find a day where you say to yourself, Tuesday from 11 o'clock to, to noon, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to shoot an Instagram video and do some stories or find some time to just, because I go, people want to know more about you. They yeah. want to see you experience life. When you go to a Yankees game and you're sitting in the nosebleeds with nine young comics that you bought tickets all for and your shirts are off and you're drinking beers and you smug, smuggle to join in, there's it's okay to pull out your camera then and go, and he's like, "Well, oh, but I'm not
3: living life." I go, "Yeah, but you can live life." I I, I respect it though. I respect it. I respect. i, I kind of like that. Like he, I I love that about him. But I think, but for me, I like people gave me shit. You show your kid, like me and my son, all the time. Yeah. It's like, listen, man, you don't understand. I, I'm a dad. I'm a fucking dad. Yeah. And I love. I, I love. I I didn't think I was gonna be a dad. I I never had really a dad. You know what I mean? So for me to be a dad and have this kid and and to have such a good time with him it's I like fucking show I like doing it with him I love putting him on Instagram Look I don't I don't show my wife ever because yeah. she doesn't want to do it yeah. But me and my kid fucking around it's 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 okay with me I like yeah. doing it I have a fucking great time That's why I love like your Instagram because I see your family I see you being a fucking silly asshole and I'm like, yeah, I get that. That's, that's what I like doing. Like we yeah. have, um, I one time I put this thing up. We have, uh, my son made us buy incredible outfits. I remember that. The family. Yeah. But my, mine doesn't fit. <laughs> I could not stop like And it. I had this big camel toe. <laughs> and I had, my fat was ripping out of the sides. And uh, I remember we, I had, we would come home and I'd have to, we'd all have to put these on and fucking fight crime. In the house, yeah, as the Incredibles, yeah, and he'd be Dash, and I'd be fucking you know Mister Incredible, and I remember putting that on the internet one time, and people fucking loved it, but there were some people like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And it's like you're not for me, yeah, you're you're not me. I get it, I get it. You're cool, I'm I'm not cool, yeah, I'm not fucking cool. I love that's what uh, Quinn said. That cool's the enemy of funny, yeah, cool's the enemy of funny to me i believe that for me too i think be like i could be cool i could be what's up how you doing bert you know uh, or i could be with my family i need to do that silly shit yeah yeah
1: i i don't i don't um i don't have a problem uh yeah i don't have a problem sharing my life i I really don't i i i know for a fact it's what i enjoy yeah like when 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 i start stories if i see a comic in the car with their assistant doing bits to their assistant I, I disconnect a tad bit yeah but but if i see you at your house uh all right we're getting ready for winter i'm getting the backyard ready for winter yeah i, f- I get really excited i go ooh, <laughs> like tell me more about that you know like yeah like uh there's certain things i i dig i i the first guy i followed on instagram that really kind of changed it up for me was this guy adam greentree and he documented himself hunting in Utah, I think, and, and then looking for these these elk. And I got so emotionally involved in the story, yeah. and I was like, I was like, why am I so into it? I go, I, and, then, and then I heard this guy Casey Neistat talk, and he said it's because it's because you're telling a story, you're doing an arc, you're 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 no. you're going beginning, middle, end. Like when you go in and you go, all right, Max and I are building a fucking fort in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. I, I watch that. Jay Larson does that too. Yeah, James. he doesn't do it as much on Instagram stories. Yeah. but he does like these, like, all right, I'm building a table today. I'm making, I'm making lemon lemoncello. Yeah. Like it, those things, I get a kick out of. You know, yeah. When Rogan does, uh, hey guys, I'm reverse searing elk tonight. I get fucking my dick gets hard. I go. Yeah, it's a
3: weird thing. Like you're like, How did, what's re-? yeah? When he gets a fucking skillet.
1: Yeah, and so, he's yeah. and he's like, all, all right. right. So I smoked it for four twenty, and I'm going, okay, okay. And then I'm like, babe, I'm gonna try reverse searing steaks tonight and she's like what the fuck did, who did you watch do that and i, I go know. nobody i didn't watch anybody <laughs> yeah. i'm my own man
3: yeah i went and got an iron skillet because of that too oh dude you gotta fucking prep it
1: you know he yeah. told harvard Har- i mean i guess secret time again, it's gonna be out there but ari and i wanted to do a we wanted to cook one night we were gonna have a barbecue at his at his compound and and we're like do you have like elk steaks we can cook and rogan's like guys it's a lot more complicated it's a reverse sear And then I wanted, I couldn't say it, but I wanted to go, Joe, I've seen you do it online about four times. I think I, I think I've, I've also now Googled it.
3: I think I'd like to take a shot at it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. But you know what I started doing in life now too, is I started doing other things like camping and Oh, when you guys did that camping trip?
1: Yeah. I think I texted you and I go, I can't get enough of this.
3: Yeah. Because
1: I, because it was so cool. Yeah. It was like it was like I'm getting to see a side of all, all these guys I know. Yeah. Just out camping and grilling and cooking and and Ari's off on a hike and
3: yeah. it just was so it's so fucking neat. Yeah, one of the great one of the great times that we had, we went me, Ari and Joe list just went up a mountain and went down the other side of it up in the Catskills. Yeah. And the, it's called uh primitive camping. So it's not a campsite. It's just uh, sites that other, so there's no there's nothing for four hours. And we were on this lake called Echo Lake, and it's all beavers. Yeah. So all the trees are f- eaten. It looks like a movie. Yeah. And then they have these little sites that other campers made. So you got to kind of go and find a little spot to make a camp. And you have to find wood. You have to hang a bear bag. And yeah. we went up and we camped. And when the sun goes down, there's something that happens. Because there's, there's no, there's nothing. Yeah. It, it's, you can't leave. Like, you're not, if you have to leave, it's a four-hour, two up, two down. If someone gets hurt, it's two up, two down, two up, two down, back. It's eight hours. It's there's, a day.
1: There's, There is a very, a very immediate sense of vulnerability when you get in those situations.
3: It's, but something, it, it, you get scared for around 10 minutes. And then once you deal with the fact that the, you can't change this, like it's just us right now. Yeah. we're he, I'm here with Joe List and Ari Shafir. Like, that's it. And I remember we hung out, we cooked, we had dinner, we talked, and I, we, I jumped in my tent, and then they were hanging out talking, and then they you hear the zippers zip, zip, and everybody gets in their tent, and it's around 1.30 in the morning, and then a pack of wild coyotes came through. And they were like 50 fucking feet away. And it sounds like someone's being murdered. Sounds, yeah. like, a, sounds like somebody's murdering a dog. Yeah. And it was the scariest thing in my fucking life. Because uh, there's no way out of it. There's If they come, f- we have to fight coyotes or whatever. Ooh. And I just remember being there. And it was dead silent after they stopped. And just Joe Liss going, Bob? <laughs> what do we do about that? <laughs> and I go... I don't know. <laughs> and then it was just silence. We were all just sitting in our tents, sitting there waiting to be attacked by fucking coyotes. Oh, my God. And uh, then all of a sudden, then my fucking air mattress popped. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, my air mattress popped. So I had to blow it back up. <laughs> so so you just hear this rustling. And then Ari's like, Bobby. And I'm like, what? He goes, what the fuck's What's going on? Are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. He goes, what the fuck's all the movement? He thought I was being attacked by something. My air mattress. Popped. I go, my air mattress popped. Uh, He's was, he was like, stop fucking moving, and dude, we had to just sit there through the night. That is, but oh, like I
1: that that is, you know, you I you, I mean I'm, I know, and I've said this to Ari, and he doesn't see the eye to eye on this, but like I wouldn't want a film crew with you guys because that would change what it is. But I I want to I want to share. I know. I like as a fan, yeah. you know, there's all i was thinking when you were saying that i remember you and opie used to go uh trout fishing yeah we used to go fly fishing fly fishing
3: yeah i took him fly fishing yeah
1: and i remember being so i don't know the right word but so intrigued yeah by that yeah. going like i i and you would shoot just little clips of videos it wasn't a lot yeah but and i was like i was so, i would be so intrigued here's the deal We all mock the Kardashians, how they put their lives out like that. But we're not fans of the Kardashians. Right. If you were a fan of the Kardashians, then I imagine that when you saw a new episode, you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what my girls are into. Yeah. And so I think we can mock guys like me and you will put everything up on on Instagram. And we're we're willing to take the mockery. We're willing to let you bust our balls about it. I don't give a fuck. But if you are a legit fan of what we do, then as a fan... You're going like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, I had so many people hit me up when I started growing pot plants. And they yeah. were like, they were like, oh. And I was like, it changed the way I looked at it. I was like, oh, yeah, you can just, not everything has to be your family. You can have like little projects like you do. Yeah. We are like, oh, I'm going to fucking, like, anything you
3: do around the house, I'm always like, I'm like, I can't get enough. I go, I want to see all those tools. Yeah, like, no, I get shit. I got shit like Norton when I started fly fishing. Yeah. Because I just, I, I fell in love with fly fishing and as comics i guess we're not supposed to do that i guess we're just supposed to be
1: comics well, anything anytime we show any skin that the armor was protecting yes other comics go i see vulnerability it's
3: a, yeah <laughs> i mean he smashed me fucking good oh i bet uh, and and then he got really violently angry when i didn't keep him because I, I i catch him release <laughs> I, I never I never really keep the fish. I yeah. just catch him. He goes, well, what the fuck? You? He, goes, he called me a lip herder. He goes, you're just hurting lips, you fat piece of shit. And I got so much shit for it. But it's like, dude, I like fly fishing. I know you can't imagine me yeah. in a river like fucking Brad Pitt with a fucking rod, <laughs> but it's what I like. I love it. I love going in the fucking woods. And then when I started going hiking, I got so much shit for being a hiker you know because i'm heavy and believe me when we hiked up the mountain they had to wait for me it took it took double
1: but you're doing it like when you guys went on that hike in montreal
3: just fucking do it you
1: guys got you're at montreal and you go let's get the fuck out of the festival go for a hike i was like i was like why am i not at montreal this year that's what i needed was a fucking hike yeah to break up the monotony of booze guzzling that's
3: why i love ari that's why he's one of my favorite people because i i was like a a couple months ago i go dude let's go fly fishing and he was like, okay, that's it. No, what the fuck? Why would we do that? Blah, blah. He's like, okay. He met me at my house. We, we drove up. Uh, Ryan Hamilton rented a house, a little tiny house on a river. Really? And me and him drove up there. We uh, jumped in a river. He never fly fished before. I had all the shit. I, gave, I had like five rods. I gave him a rod. I put him in the river. I went down here. We both caught fish. We spent like four hours in a river. Yeah. Just no noise. No talking, no phones, no comedy, no showbiz, no making it, Yeah, no nothing. Him way up there, me way down there, just fishing. That was the one time we caught a fish and we ate it. I caught a nice trout and we took it back to the house. I filleted it. We cooked it on a pan with butter and garlic and we ate it right there with apples. We had an apple and a fish. And we ate this fish. In the night in the fucking pitch dark at a fire by a river. And then we jumped in the car and he went and did a spot.
1: Oh, that sounds so fucking
3: great. Dude, it's like that's to me to live life. I know we have show business. I know we have to do this shit. I know we have to go and do all this stuff. And but if you don't stop and go and live life, yeah, if you don't go like if you don't go when someone says you want to go snow tubing, my wife was like, We're going to snow tubing. I was like, All right, I'll go and i went i broke my fucking ribs and it was a disaster yeah but i f- it was such an epic weekend of just not doing this shit not doing oh. not doing it you know what i mean and i don't i don't i think if you don't do that shit you're going to fucking someday at the end of this at the end of this you're going to be like what the fuck did i do i did comedy for 30 40 years i just did shows and i hung out with comics and You know, I love that I can fly fish. I love that I know how to build shit. I love that I grow tomatoes and zucchinis and strawberries. I love that I can just go up. I can fucking, I know that I can go any mountain. I can just go up, camp for the night, and come back down and not die. That's
1: a skill that I learned. That's a a legit skill.
3: Yeah, but then you watch Rogan, and he goes up in the mountain and kills a fucking gazelle, cuts it up, and then fucking, you know, it's like this. (laughs) To take a helicopter in. I drove a fucking uh, f- a Ford Ranger in yeah. the park and you know there's a sub shop two hours down the street. <laughs> you know? yeah.
1: I would love to I would love to be able to um I would love to be able to I would love to be able to go out into the wilderness the way that Rogan and all his friends, Adam Greentree, yeah, Cam yeah. Cam Haynes. I would love to be able to do that. Sustain for myself. Yeah. Like Adam Greentree is the guy I probably watch the most. I what Cam Haynes doesn't as much put his hunting trips online. Yeah, I think he does it for a TV show. Maybe Steve Renella does it for a TV show. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated. I by watch those this guys. guy
3: uh, Firebox. It's called the Firebox. He made this little stove. It's a little flat stove that you pop open. Yeah, and it becomes a little stove that you can take with you. So you go up in the woods and you can just stick twigs in it, and you light the twigs, and it's a fuck you can cook on it. Really, you can cook anything on it. This guy cooks fucking chickens and fucking bakes cakes and shit on. oh so oh, he goes in the middle of fucking nowhere with his dogs he puts backpacks on his dogs and he just walks into the woods and for a couple days and with this little stove and a bunch did of you f- find them on youtube yeah i love
1: those guys on youtube yeah. there's a guy who's got a really strong russian accent i think who goes out into the woods and shows you how to make fires different fires yeah. and he made a fire where he took a log right split it in three
3: then cut it's a the, Swedish. It's a, sweet, a Swedish.
1: A Swedish stove. Yeah, a Swedish, Swedish stove. Yeah, I, dude, I'm waiting for the moment that I get to do that with people. I'm waiting for the moment where I go. Does anyone need a Swedish stove? Because I, I, I'm.
3: I taught Max how to do it in the backyard. For real? Yeah. I just I, there was a tree that was dead in my backyard, so I cut it, and then I cut it because I'm really into bushcraft knives. Do you know what those are? No. Oh, you got to get a. Bushcraft are they like
1: this? The ones that are borderline swords?
3: No, 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 no. A bushcraft knife is uh. The 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 holy grail for me is is a guy called Jack Lore. He's this dude in England um, who makes these knives, and yeah. it's a, a certain knife. It's a it's a survival knife, but it's not what you think. It's not I'm a gonna, rambo. I think
1: I think I think I saw these online and tried to buy one, and I couldn't buy one offline because I live in California.
3: No, you can't buy them. You can't get this guy's knife ever. This is what he does. He makes What's a knife. His name, Jack Lore. Jack Lore. He makes a knife. He makes a bunch of knives. He puts them on his website, and he puts his email, and first come first serve. So you oh. never know when they're going up, and when they go up, they're oh, gone. Wow! And you can't get one. Like people waited two years to get one of these knives.
1: Jack lore L O R E Bushcraft knives. Yeah. Oh, these are fucking gorgeous.
3: Yeah, that's the holy grail. I want one. Rule of, those of so sale. Bad. Yeah.
1: Oh, this is great. You can't oh, I get love one. something like this. You'll,
3: and now this is funny because you'll probably get one. I'll fucking hate you if you get one. Don't fuck, listen to me. Do not fucking email. Do not send me a video of you slipping a fucking Jack Lore <laughs> out of a sheath because oh. I'll fucking, I'll steal it. I want one so bad. And <laughs> Jack- I've tried, to, I tried to use my fame. You ever tried to use your fame to get shit? Uh, uh, ever? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was using my fame when I wasn't famous. <laughs>
3: Dude, i've tried i've tried to use what little fame i have yeah. you know hey man you know i tried to joke with him on his instagram <laughs> it's Just not. I love happening. your
1: knife it would be great at one of
3: my sold out shows next weekend right by you if you need tickets let me and your wife know. Dude, I, I actually went i went i went to the point where i was like i'm never gonna get one of these um i love your knives but i have to stop doing this because it's obsessive so i'm never gonna get one uh but i i really love what you do so god bless or something like that i said yeah. thinking that he'd be like hey man like somebody would hit me up on my and he just wrote back under my comment uh, don't don't stop trying you might get one someday <laughs> and i was like fuck Hey man, did you not check out my profile and my followers? Did you see I have a blue check mark? (laughs) Apparently, you didn't see the blue check mark.
1: Is this Jack or someone from Jack's team? Because I think Jack would have responded (laughs) differently.
3: But but funny though, I've had so many knife makers, which I love knife makers.
1: I I love knives. I do too. I have a lot of. I have so many knives that they are floating around everywhere in my house, just in case some shit goes down. Yeah, I got a great. I got a sword from a um, from a Tanzanian chief. He gave me a sword that he killed a lion with. What? Tanzanian chief. When did you go to fucking Tanzania? Tribal channel.
3: Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was fucking great.
1: That was a great show. It was a lot like being a stripper, though. Wow. I wasn't good money, great experiences, but I wasn't really learning anything and I wasn't moving forward in my career. And so I had to get away from it in order to, like, I, I and I wasn't talking about any of it on stage and it was really disconnective. Like, I'd be like, so I was in uh, Vietnam in the world's largest cage, uh, cave two days ago and everyone's like, huh? And I was like, mm,
3: they're like, talking about stuff we know. It's a weird so, thing that you had that huge success and you gave that up. I didn't and give you, it up. What do you mean?
1: I got fired from Travel Channel. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. It was the hardest period of my life.
3: I thought you gave it up.
1: Oh, no. You got, <laughs> hey, You
3: got fired? Uh, yeah. How'd you get fired?
1: Uh, uh, I wish I remember. Courtney White's her name, I think. I'm not shitting on her because I'm very happy she let me go. But uh, I was under a deal at Travel Channel for like once for two years, once for three years, and then once again for another maybe three years. I, it was like just a reoccurring deal. They'd just re-up it. Oh, yeah. And you were just a utility player for them. I would do upfronts for them. I would do corporate gigs for them, meaning like they'd go, hey, Cox Media or, or, or um, bro, whoever does cable, a, ca- a cable provider. Yeah. It's a big thing everyone was afraid of was cable providers were just saying, you know what? We're not going to air Travel Channel anymore. And if they did that, Travel Channel was then dead and it was no longer an entity anyone gave a fuck about financially right so i I forget what the name of that was but it happened to weather channel and weather channel now is gone and so they they would say hey would you go to costa rica and host an event for this company i was like yeah so i went one year and i hosted the event for the company and killed had a great show did stand up brought up everyone gave them the rewards and then the next year like hey can you go to um we're going to hawaii can you do it for and so i'd do that for them so i was in all these gr- it was it was a it was a good deal because it was financial security yeah. and then they read and I, you, you but you couldn't say no a lot because if they wanted to do something you had to do it so then they decided to do birth conquer again and they were like we want to do one more season of birth conquer we just think it's going to pop and so i did it and i got to a point where i was like okay i, can't, I don't want to ride roller coasters i'm 40 i don't know 43 at the time yeah and i was like i i think i i want to be more i want to be like doing what bourdain does yeah and they said to me you're no anthony bourdain like said you're that yeah and i went okay and at that time i was in therapy i was i was not working the road and i went and had lunch with this young lady courtney white who was taking over as president of travel channel she said what do you want to do and i said i don't want to ride roller coasters she went oh okay and it's like my therapist said tell them what you want and what you don't want <clears throat> I said I want I want to do my own show I want to be the lead of my own show where you follow me much like Bourdain where I get to, I think I have a bigger voice and I think I think I could be a more value to the company that way she's like cool so then come home we're gonna re-up the deal start demolition on the house Leanne schedules a vasectomy I got a big tour for uh, live Nation I'm gonna do the oddball tour i got 12 dates on it i clear my schedule until december so i'm gonna be on the road with i'm like all right i'm gonna redo my deal do this thing's are gonna be great go on a walk the first day of demolition and she calls and she goes we're not gonna renew your deal we've it's been i I, she never worked with me she goes uh everyone says you're a great guy you're just not the direction we want to go and i was like i was i was like literally like now zero income i had no i had no tour dates Live Nation calls and says, we canceled 12 of the dates. They're all 12-year dates. I lose all 12 of my dates. I have no work from, I'm now living in a house where we're demoing that I, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I can afford. I mean, I guess I, our mortgage is pretty low, so I'm like, I can do the road. So I book out like a bunch of dates or like guaranteed dates for the fall. And I just, and, I, and that's when I was like, I was like, all right, I'm gonna double down on me. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna start shooting videos. I was doing a vlog at the time. I'm gonna do more vlogs. I'm gonna really focus on my podcast. I remember Burn Rogan pulled me aside, and they're like, you know, you don't need to do Travel Channel; you can just do stand up. and uh, And I did my special for Showtime, and then and then I started f- focusing on stuff like me and Tom doing the fat shaming, yeah, because it, it had traction; fans were listening, yeah. And people and I noticed like whatever dates Fallout dates I could get to try to pay the bills, people were showing up, going like, you know, with Tom's fat shirts and Bert's fat shirts, and I yeah. went, seems like it's getting traction, oh. and. uh and then the machine story went viral. Yeah. Like just lucky as fuck. And I and then people started showing up at my shows. And then I started going, all right, all the shit I'm doing right now, I was like, fuck travel channel. All this Instagram, YouTube, podcast stuff. Yeah. That's me. And so I fucking doubled down and uh, and started and really focused on promo videos. So I was getting a lot of traction from promo videos. Yeah. Put up a promo video and then the weekend would sell out. And I was like, all right. And so I was like, that's it. And then I'd be like, stuff like I Like, I remember going, flying to fucking New York. I'm going to just hit everyone up that's got podcasts and just do everyone's podcast. I'm going to spend two days in New York and bang out a bunch of podcasts, fly home. I'm going to, I looked at it as, you know what else I did that was a fucking game changer, Bobby? I started looking at things as going like, I want to be on stuff I like. The only thing I'd ever liked that I got got on that I was grateful for was Rogan. I loved Rogan's podcast before I was on it. I got on it and I went, when you're on something you like, like O&A, yeah, you're, you're set up to win because you already like it. Like you're, you don't, you're not going in as a celebrity going like, so what is yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. So I got on a show that was a, a very small show that no one knew about. I hit up the host. It was called Hot Ones. You ever seen Hot Ones? I love it. I found it before anyone. Yeah. I started tweeting about it obsessively going, yeah. this, like you are with Jack Lure. Yeah. The show's awesome. Sean Evans hit me up. He's like, dude, you're our first celebrity fan. And I was like, what? And he's like, I, anytime. He goes, we don't have comics on, but if we ever get comics on, I want you on. Yeah. and I was like deal you're like literally right after that they called me up and they're like hey we want you on Hot Ones game changer call up Jesus and Miro I love your show I'd love to be on it I'm obsessed with it yeah come on in did Jesus and Miro I love Burr's appearances on Conan I was like hit up Conan I'd love to come on do Conan they're like will you tell the machine story fuck yeah do Conan right. and so I started looking at things Where I remember the time I go I love the shed can I do the shed and yeah. you're like yeah, but it's on my Patreon. You better be to do, 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 do my podcast, but I could always put you on a shed. I was yeah. like, done. Tell me when, I'll fly out. I yeah. started looking at the business as going, as going I want to find things that will spike me where people, where it's a show I already love that I know I like, that I know my fans would like, yeah. that would integrate. And then I remember Segura going, all right, what are you doing? And I was like, dude, I'm just finding shit I dig and getting into it. And there was this guy, Uh, h3h3 podcast is a fucking humongous podcast right it's huge it's fucking huge and i found it i loved it i reached out to him and i was like let me know how i can and then all of a sudden he changed his business model and was like i'm moving to la i'm starting a podcast i go let me be your first podcast and he was like deal and then i go let me get you tom segura let me get you bill burr tell me who you want me to get i'll get you all and he was like are you being serious i was like fuck yeah i was like good cool people should find cool people and work with cool people yeah and i and that was my bit was my business plan i was like fuck television i'm never doing television travel channel called me up they're like we'll give you any shot i was like nope i don't want to called you back after they i don't don't know courtney white i think got transitioned into like food or diy transition good yeah and and the new president uh discovery bought them and they they called me up my netflix special is about to drop talk about how fucking great this must have felt by the way shout out to matt butler because matt butler's the greatest matt butler calls up and he goes please let us take you to dinner and try to convince you to do a show for travel channel yeah and i was like done so I went to dinner with him and he was like i know we're not going to get you because i think things are going to change in your career but whatever show you want to do and my thing at the time was i was obsessed with owning my content i wanted to own whatever i had so i could put it on instagram on youtube right and build my ch- brand that way yeah And they just weren't there. And then and Matt Butler called me the other day. He's like, all right, we're still in. Whatever, whatever you want. Right. But um, but for me, for me right now, this moment is better than any TV show I've ever done, any late night appearance I've ever done, any stand-up I've ever done on TV, not Netflix obviously, but like TV, because I know that people listening to this are engaged and going like, and going like, God, this has been a fucking hilarious deep conversation with two people that have known each other for fucking 20 plus years like and and this is more value to me in the business yeah is finding like i I, i'll i have a fucking red eye tonight and and normally i would but bobby kelly i go oh fuck yeah move our flights move our flights to the late one we'll have a rough morning but that's value for me you know like and i think
3: i think great story dude i mean that's a fucking i mean when i hear that shit when I hear when I hear failure or Bobby, firing such
1: bad failure, I can't That tell you, makes
3: me that, that that's the shit I love to hear. Do you want to hear you wanna hear the worst of it?
1: This is like this is like secret time, gossip. Yeah. yeah. I get fired. We're doing demo in the house. I cancel this hectomy. Yeah. I come back. Suguru calls me and he goes, Hey man, giving you a heads up. They're canceling some of the dates for live name that live the funny oddball. Yeah, yeah. And I said, Really? Skir's on all of them. He's on every single one. Yeah. I'm on twelve. They're I'm maybe I'm less than twelve, but I'm on twelve. And he goes, just giving you a heads up so you can protect yourself. And I go, What do you mean? And he goes, Well, you know, like to make sure you get a guaranteed pay or whatever. They, you know, you don't have to worry about flights. I go, Hold on, I paid for my flights. He was like, What? He was like, Yeah, I paid for my flights at my hotel. And he goes, They didn't cover that? And I go, No. And he was like, Well, make sure you get paid regardless. I go, What's well, I'm losing money." And he goes, wait, what are you getting paid? And I told him, yeah. and he told me what he was getting paid. Oof. Oof. Let Oof. me tell you something, that's when you know you have a friend, when yeah. he was like, I remember him going, because right, I told him what I was getting paid, and he goes, yeah. okay, this can't fuck us up as friends. And I, he go, and I was like, okay. And he told me, and I, I was sitting right there, and I remember, I had the phone on the desk, and I went from talking to him, to hands on my knees, looking at the ground going, where the fuck are you in your career Bert like where the fuck like and and not shitting on Tom in my head I'm like he was like I'm buying a house like he's I'm all happy for his success but I was like all right buddy I was like you got to regroup you got to regroup I I remember saying to myself I know you're talented I was like you gotta I gotta get past the store i gotta get up at the store i gotta be going up every single night i gotta get on the road i gotta fucking change things i gotta look at this internet as a positive don't try to be shady fucking and i was in therapy like i was in therapy going twice a day on skype just going like it was a sense of mourning of loss of failure yeah fuck. of like of like
3: that's fucking nuts
1: I, I i remember like i was the lowest i've probably ever been in my career
3: that's good to hear man I think more, I mean, people, I, more comics I, need to know that. Cause. I it, it's good to hear that because, you know, like in in my thing, you know, I'm at the point now, like you know, a couple of years ago I was on FX show, I was on Louie, uh things were fucking taking off, everything was great, you know. Um and it goes away yeah. in a day. Like it goes away. One thing go one thing Look, can make I, it all go away. Dude, I I was on Louie, I was like one of the only regulars. Yeah and then you know i mean he, he he has the hand of god literally do a show i mean and would do shows and i love that show i love sex and drugs i was doing with i mean i love doing these shows i love doing tv i loved and i was being flown and first class and upfronts and shit i was like oh good i'm finally here yeah i'm finally here i waited a long time but i'm finally here i'm You know, I liked going to these events. I liked walking. I mean, people "Ah, have fucked it. I liked it. I don't give a fuck, man. When somebody flies you first class out to LA, puts you in a hotel, and then you're standing next to J-Lo, I'm like, this is what I've always wanted to do. I'm here. And in the night, it goes away. And then, you know, even that, like when I would walk into auditions, because I was on Louis, you know, I would be treated differently. Now it's the reverse. Like, you know, like... It's like nobody fucking wants to even hear about that. Like I, that's why I still bring when you bring me up. I was Louie's brother on Louie. Fuck you. I love that show. Yeah, that show was f- great. Yeah, and but it all went away in the night, dude. I remember when FX didn't pick up Sex and Drugs, dude. I was thought I was riding that. You think you're riding this into the sunset? I mean, I I, I get to uh, you know I'm, I'm playing the drums. I learned how to play the drums in two months. Yeah, I I never touched a drum and I I. I'm playing drums on a show, and I'm doing this. I was like, this is great. It all went away in probably under a year. It was all gone, fucking nothing. And I'm back on the road at clubs I didn't play because I didn't have to. Yeah. Like, I thought I was going to start doing theaters or little small venues by myself, one-nighters, instead of five shows, do one. And it was all gone, and I had to regroup. You know, I I had to sit there and go, okay, Okay, how much is our mortgage? Uh, How much is the car? Uh, Okay, maybe. (laughs) All right, I know you want to. Oh, I remember that. Maybe he can stay in the school system for a little while. We'll just make sure he has good values, and you know. I did a podcast with Adam Carolla,
1: and uh, and at this exact time, this is going on. Yeah. And I was obsessed, Bobby, with men that had had it taken away. Anyone that he's not. No, he's, why would he be here three sorry oh yeah no three so um he'll i'm sure he'll just walk in um the yeah it's three so i was obsessed with men who had gotten it taken away yeah like anthony cumia obsessed with him yeah obsessed with i wanted to know i wanted to know What was the conversation you had with your family? Like, did did anyone ever say like, "All right, so, then we're gonna have to downsize"? And Kroll is the only one. God bless him. Was like, "Oh yeah." I mean, it's one of the reasons I, I found like a newfound respect in Joe because he still had his nut. He still had money. Yeah. But what he loved was the ability to go into the store every night and that family and they they took that away from him and he had to regroup i was obsessed with the regrouping of men with the men building themselves back up i love that and i remember corolla going i said i said to my wife she goes what do you want to interview corolla about and i go i just want to know what it was like when it was taken away and he started his podcast because he's succeeding now i want to know about that moment and i said what was it like and he goes oh every, every one of us He goes, oh, I remember distinctly. I walked up to my wife, and he goes, all right, things are going to change. She goes, how much? And he goes, how much money do you think you (laughs) spent? And she goes, she said a number, and he goes, oh, no. He goes, it's three times that. He goes, wait, what do you think our mortgage is? She didn't know. And he was like, okay, well, let's just start from scratch. We're going to be downsizing because I want to build something. But I love guys who build something, who go, like, who go, it's – things have changed i mean my, my obsession became i couldn't allow anyone leverage on me i couldn't allow anyone to say we're not gonna pick that up yeah i, I couldn't allow that and i said i'm just gonna do stand up i'm gonna focus on stand up i'm gonna i'm gonna pour everything into my stand up yeah and everything else is gonna fall to the side yeah A sitcom development deal I, I actually don't want one right. i don't want one because i know that if i get one then you can uh, you can get me to go. I need you to cancel out these dates, and then you can take it away from me. I go. Everything's got to be on my. I remember getting an offer to be a walk on on a sitcom, like an like, and I just go. I don't think I want that to be my thing,
3: dude. I had a this year. I mean, it was uh, around a year and a half ago. I think it's been almost a year and a half, or, or maybe two years, ago I'd all, I'd all taken away. And I remember this year, last year Christmas, they called me up. They were like, "You want to play Santa," <laughs> and I had to because I need the insurance. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, and look, that- it was a
3: great movie, and the guy who's doing it was a passion project. He's great, but I'm sitting there going, "Fuck, man, I was, I was on, I was on FX, yeah, a year and a half ago." But that's because that's and- because you're I, not to interrupt you about
1: who you are, yeah, and tell you who I think you are. But you're you're Bobby Kelly. You're not the fucking, uh, you're an amazing actor, but you're Bobby Kelly first and foremost. And that's what I am attached to is Bobby Kelly as a comic. And I think you need certain things to be taken away so that you focus on what was it that got you here in the first place. Yeah. Because you can be distracted by all the fucking sidebar shit in this business.
3: Well, it's like, it's funny because I, I had to go back to like this Creeps with Kids tour that we're doing. It's fucking brilliant. It's like okay, I got to go back to creating shit that, like you said, people can't take it away. No so one it's can. like I want to go create. You know, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. There was a time where I was creating podcasts, like when I had the I have you know the Riotcast is my network, right? Yeah. And uh, like Rich and Bonnie, that was one of the shows we came up with. Misery Loves Company, even Topolo Show, um, you know. But then this this Creeps with Kids thing, I was like, this is. I'm like, I'm looking around, like everybody has kids. Like I'm, I'm kind of like sitting there going, when you have a kid, you're done. But when you have kids or you start a family or you get married, it seems like with guys like me, that's when the world fucking opens up. That's when everything opens up. Yeah. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to start this show. And I did it very small at the Village Underground, sold out. Ron Bennington hosted it, do a panel on parenting. I was like, this is great. And then we do another one that fucking blows up, blows up. And that's when, you know, Frosty, Matt Frost was like, all right, we'll do a tour. We did one show, sold out, sold the fuck out. And now we have 20 shows Yeah, that we're doing uh, with these guys that I'm like, oh, that's how it fucking works. Yeah. Like now I'm doing, you know, theaters Fridays and Saturdays with guys I love uh, on a show that I love that I created uh, that it's like, oh, you have to do. You can't worry about the the outcome. You have to worry about the doing it yeah do that's the, the guy the lead singer a fucking tool whatever his name is what's his Maynard, name Maynard, dude yeah. i fucking love yeah. him. people hate him i don't know why i love that guy yeah because i remember when he said that he goes you have to worry about the do not the outcome if you're thinking about the outcome you're fucked because yeah. it won't be what you think it is but if you're just worrying about the doing it the, the process of f- creating the show putting it together and letting it happen all of a sudden from that little thing that's even years ago when me burr and de were like fuck everybody Let's just write a movie. Because they can't tell us no. We'll yeah. just film it. And we did cheat. And that cheat became a book. And the book became an FX deal. And it was like it was the we weren't worried about the outcome. We were just worrying about making it. And we made it. And once you made it, all of a sudden something came out of it. So but it's the the process of fucking losing it, dude. <laughs> it sucks. It's dude, cause Oh, it, it sucks so fucking bad. Dude, it's because te- it's weird too. Like even coming out here everybody's like oh dude you gotta get on Rogan you gotta it's like dude I uh, you can't just <laughs> uh, what, what am I gonna do hey, hey dude I gotta hey, it, it's like I know Bert Yeah. I know Ari I know Burr I don't I love Rogan I don't, you can't just you know like so when I was coming out here but here's the funny thing is last night I went to the the store didn't want to go yeah. wanted to just stay in my room be fat and and then I was like I'm going. It, that, that's what you do. What you're talking about, you fucking just. And then I, I Hingecliff is like, dude, you got to do my show. And then Sam Sam Tripoli comes out. Dude, what the fuck? Tell me you're going to be. It's like all this shit happened just because I stepped the fuck out of my comfort zone My comfort zone or my uncomfort zone of being by myself in my fucking room and just sitting there being a fat fucks, you know, just wanting to go to Denny's and get a moon over my hammy yeah. by myself in a booth that I don't fit in. I said
1: I said to myself when everything when everything fell apart for me I heard someone say a line that I, that I wrote in my joke book. Yeah. And it was make yourself uncomfortable. Find things that make you uncomfortable and you'll excel. Yeah. And one of the Bobby I you I know you can I know you know this feeling but like trying to hat in hand go into the store and get past as a guy who is on TV for 9 years and a uh, headlining comic and even at the time was selling tickets but going in and going I'm going to make myself a company I'm going to go up to Bill and say Bill will you talk to Adam for me I'm going to go yeah. up to to Al Al will you talk to Adam for me and see if I can get me get me in and then Adam coming up to me dude I mean you want to talk about a fucking morning that I woke up going my life is over is I had I've had two drinks right we're at the store Adam Bill and, and Al both walk over to Adam Eget, say both privately these are two of the bigger comics at the store Bert needs to be a paid regular he needs to start working here, you gotta let him get in and he just goes, I can't, I don't have room for a guy at his level right now and he walked up to me and said, Bert I apologize I cannot make you a paid regular, yeah. and I went, okay and then you know me, I go right to the bar, I have another drink yeah. another drink, I get in a car service I go home, I wake up the next morning and I go all right, Bert, well, you made yourself uncomfortable. Now you're a fucking dickhead. Now you can't even go there. <laughs> now, you, now you're now you embarrassed to go there. Way to go, fuck face. And yeah. then I said, nope. Call up Sam. Call up all your friends who are doing produce shows. And just keep saying, hey, man, I'd lo- anytime you can get me on, please get me on. Do belly room shows. Yeah. Do every show that is not in the OR. Do all of those. And I just kept doing it. I never I never asked again. I just said, I'm just, I'm just going to be a working comic. This yeah. I can be a working comic that isn't a paid regular. Yeah. I don't need to be a paid regular. And then one night, Adam just came up, and he was like, hey, man, it, it, it's it's way past your due. We need to make a paid regular. I was at Montreal. I had bombed on stage at Montreal. I'm still in the fucking bo- bottoms of my life. I had bombed on stage in Montreal, and my life was made. I was like, I'm a paid regular store. It worked. It this does. make
3: yourself uncomfortable shit works. Dude, I went there last night, and I'm looking at it. When I see them writing those names, because I fall them. Yeah. and I'm like, I'm not a fucking... I'm not a fucking... What the... F- and Yeah, Bob, you're not because you don't go there. You don't fucking show up. I know, Adam. I love fucking... Yeah. I was so excited when he took over. I'm like, dude, you're the fucking thing. He's that, the best. You're, you're the thing that makes this, this... You're doing the right thing. I love the... It's like all I had to do was get the fuck out of my stupid... Take a plane, rent a fucking hotel... And go to the store once in a while and maybe it would have happened. I'm sitting there walking in last night, like, bro, you gotta come down and get me. Cause I don't want because I don't want some fucking door guy telling Dude, me to fucking beat
1: it. That's me, Ari or uh, uh Segura. I need you to come get me at the door. Triple, no. I need you to come get me in the door. Cause I'd walk up and the guy go they'd go, uh, ID. And I go, actually, I'm a comic. And they're like, I don't know you. And I go, Oof. I go, I I'm a, I'm a Okay, you know what? How much is the cover? <laughs> I paid the cover no, one you time. Didn't. I paid the fucking cover one I time because I was so <laughs> embarrassed. That yeah. no one knew who I. By the way, I, and for anyone listening who goes, I'm going through shit in life. You, it doesn't have to be comedy. You can apply this in any way in your life. Yeah. But for this is just what we do for a living. I paid the cover to the OR, walked into the OR just so I could walk to the hallway and hang out because I was so embarrassed that no one knew who I was, and I was like,
3: but if you didn't do that, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you didn't do those things, it it wouldn't have fucking. The, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have trickled over to where you are now. It's like yeah. last night I went there and I'm 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 fucking sitting there. One of my best friends in the Bill Burr, my fucking room I mean, and and he's the motherfucker there. We're on the roof smoking cigar. And I'm like, fuck, what the why didn't I do this? Why didn't I just come here years ago? Now I, I'm I'm you know, and it's like all right, fuck you, just go. Just go. Now you're gonna start coming down to LA, so you, kn- you gotta start doing this shit. You know what I'm doing? But it's hard because I'm fucking forty eight, dude. I have a kid. I'm forty six. I know it's fine. You know that, that's an
1: excuse. Do you know what I'm doing? What? In December, I'm moving to New York for maybe two weeks. Oh, good. Because my your store yeah is my that's the seller for me. Right. When I did the seller, I walked in one night. I was this very recently, like a year ago. And Liz came up and goes, uh, hey, you're going on. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm just hanging out tonight. She's like, no, you're a comic. You're going on. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. she goes, no, you're, actually, you're next, so get ready. And I went, okay, okay. I love Liz. And, bo- Bobby, I can tell you this yeah. because I've known you as long as I can. Yeah. And I guess I'll tell everyone else, but like, my brain started going, okay, um, rip shirt off, rip shirt off, right? Yeah, big up, And then and then uh, do you wanna start with like an old joke? An old burp 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 joke? That might work, right? Get them going in your thing. And then if you want to try something new, then you again, but make it tight. Don't run the light, don't run the light. go eight minutes, eight minutes and get the fuck off. Thank you very much. Take a shirt, do not drink, stop drinking right now, go get a cup of coffee. I mean, I'm a fucking I'm selling theaters and I'm fucking terrified. So I said, I got a new hour I gotta get ready. I said, I'm going to make myself uncomfortable. That's how I'll... And so I go, I'm going to go to the... I'm going to do the stand. All fucking nine clubs that the seller has down there. I'll reach out to Liz and I'll just go, hey, man, if you can get me up anywhere, SD, just anywhere, if you guys can throw me
3: up. Last night, I'm like what if somebody's gonna dude do you want to go up I'm gonna go up what if I bomb if I bomb then I'm never gonna fucking come back I did the same I was so happy nobody asked me to go on last night I, I was so happy to
1: fucking murder Liz when she said you're going up next get ready I
3: went no you don't know what's going on in my head right now I hadn't planned for this why though it's like oh. it's like I'm sitting there going dude I go up a- anywhere. Do you know Burr
1: would be like what the fuck's wrong with you guys yeah. you just go up Yeah, and you're like yeah but that's I, it, it is what makes us the the men that we are yep. is those, those like was, just
3: terrifying that, in, that fucking insecurity, the self doubt, the bottom is the thing that lifts us up to get to that next level, you know? Cause last night when I left the store, I felt I, I was like, I could have stayed up all night. Yeah. I was in my room. I was fucking like, what the, f- I was going to stay in a bed in my underwear with one sock on and just wake up look at youtube shit call my wife
1: comfort zone shit. because she
3: would have been like no just stay in yeah comfort yeah. zone shit comfort zone shit just staying in my shit i love staying in my shit and that and, and i was like fuck it i got up went and i felt great and i fucking saw everybody said hi to a bunch of people and look, it, yes, I know I'm gonna come back one time and I'll come back and somebody's gonna fuck with me. I'm like, you cocksucker. I knew this I'll bomb and be like, what the fuck? I know that's gonna <laughs> you happen too. Cocksucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but it is, it is a you know, that's you going to the cellar is the same thing as me going to the store where I'm like, I'm I'm fucking coming back. I have to, yeah. I have to go on at that club. You if already- I don't go on at that club, I'm not a fucking comic.
1: That's not accurate, but you know the, you know the work. The cheat code to this, the cheat code is very very simple. What's that? Text Sam. Say hey, I'm gonna plan a trip next time. You can have me out two shows. Yeah. Do a two show Tuesday yeah. when he's doing eight o'clock and ten. I want to do both shows. So you know in your head, two shows. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, at least one amazing show. Right. And 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 text Sam. And Sam will be like, yeah, anytime. Yeah, Sam's no, a good guy. Yeah. What you really should do. This is my. This is the real cheat code. <laughs> is call Jeremiah say jeremiah i'd like to do your new material show yeah call sam say i'd like to do one of your two show when tuesdays yeah and do all three of those yeah and you'll it'll be i'm telling you that's what i did the first my first like when i started going come back i'm gonna make myself comfortable this place my therapist said hey what i said to my therapist one of my biggest goals i want to be a guy that works at the store and he goes well just so you know in order to be a guy that works at the store, you've got to work at the store. So you got to do whatever you can to be the guy that works at the store yeah. so that it's comfortable to you. And I went, oh, yeah. So Jeremiah was great. He does a new material night yeah. in the belly room, which is no old material. Yeah. Everyone throws out subjects. And you kind of riff. It's yeah. right up your alley.
3: Somebody asked me to do a show at the belly room on Tuesday night, and I said no.
1: What, is, was it the one last night? Yeah. It's Jeremiah's new fucking material. It's the greatest know. show ever.
3: It was a. I don't know if it was last night. It might have been. Yeah. it Was last night Tuesday?
1: Yeah. Jeremiah's new material night uh-huh. is the greatest show you'll ever do because there's and there's a couple a couple other guys do that same thing. Yeah. And they're fun to do because everyone's fake. Everyone not everyone's bombing. Everyone's doing well, but it's not yeah. rehearsed well. So it's like laugh silence. The audience gets it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean that. For, that is how you do it organize your next trip out here yeah. with the, one of those Tuesday nights, yeah. and then know that'll be there. And then...
3: It, when, you, it, when you come to New York, will you come up and do The Shed? A hundred percent. I've been wanting to do The Shed. I mean, it's not like this.
1: No, I've, I've been wanting to do The Shed. I've been a fan of you with The Shed. What was the first one you did? Was was Bennington?
3: First one Or Colin Bennington. Quinn? I think it was Quinn, and then he had yeah. a heart attack the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was Quinn, yeah. But I've done a lot of fucking... It's hilarious how many people come up there and, and fucking do it. Yeah. Like do uh but that's the that's the do thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a fucking shed. And I I mean this is crazy too. I I got a little jealous. <laughs> because i did the shed and i remember yeah. i did all the stuff and i put these little shelves up with little trinkets and then i saw you doing this thing and i was like <laughs> fucking the the wall and the fucking Uh-oh. all the shit i mean this is crazy this, this is a,
1: this is the best thing that ever happened to me including the birth of my second child
3: this is awesome <laughs> this fucking this room is awesome yeah this is great i can't believe you got a new house yeah i know yeah i mean you're gonna have to make you're gonna have to do this
1: well we're gonna yeah we're gonna build a, a legit podcast studio and and make it this like this we know what to do. This is all lumber from a, a two hundred year old barn.
3: Did your wife get it? What? Your wife found all this stuff?
1: No, 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 no. DIY networks did this. Oh, really? Yeah, like the like a professional designer came in and did all this. Yeah, this is amazing. This is the. I mean, it. I remember the day this happened. Uh, the day they finished this, Travel Channel canceled the first season, the yeah. second season of Birth to Conquer. They canceled yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't know they were going to re up the deal, but I. They canceled it. We did the reveal. I knew I got this. Yeah. We did the reveal. The show's canceled. I, I feel like I'm no longer working for Travel Channel. And I flew out that night and did Letterman and came home and I went, I'm good. Like, I was like, I've never had a clean breakup. Like, all my Blake breakups have been like horrible. Yeah. But I was like, if that's a, how this ends for that me and them, yeah. that's a clean break and I'm good. Yeah. Uh, this is the great, I love Isn't this. It,
3: that's the one thing about going home is that when you're home and you know that you got it, you're, yeah. all right, I can, if I had to, I could just do seller spots yeah and pay my shit i wouldn't be able to fucking have any tech or any new shit i'd probably (laughs) have to wear the fucking same sneakers yeah my kid's gonna have to stay in the school and learn spanish and 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 (laughs) and and, you know and fucking it's okay i'm good
1: dude dude, we got we got after that after when when things fell apart i did you go to your wife go we good i first thing i said is i go can we afford this house and she said, honey, if we can't, we can't afford to live in L.A. Right. And I went, what? She goes, our, our mortgage was like fucking 2,500 bucks yeah. at the time. Yeah. She was like, yeah. She goes, That's, I've set it up so that if everything falls apart, we're good. Yeah. And I was like, really? She's like, oh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> like, you can just do the road for three grand
3: a week. It's all I need my wife to tell and me. And I was like, okay, all right, yeah. good.
1: Yeah. And then when things positive started happening, I, I was very specific of going like, we're not upgrading anything like and i we we got a business manager right after that we had a business manager already and i was like i don't want to upgrade anything when if we decide to upgrade i want to be in a place where it won't affect us if everything goes away and they're like okay yeah and so then we just sat on it was a it was it's also burr was like dude stockpile cash stockpile cash yeah pay off fucking everything make it so they can't take it away from you and so we just we haven't done i mean we've had pretty great vacations but that's it we don't We've been living in this place probably longer than we need to.
3: That's all you need is your wife to go. I, I literally go to her. I go, I've done this a few times in my career. Yeah. We're going to look at me. Are we okay? <laughs> and she goes, a couple times she went, we're all right. We can. And I'm like, are you yeah. sure? Yeah, we're okay. We're good. I mean, you. she's like, you have to work. Yeah. You have to go. Yeah. You know?
1: I told. I, and by the way, I'm, I'm like, I mean, obviously, I would love my career to keep growing. Yeah. But if 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 I go back to clubs, yeah, I love comedy clubs. I love comedy clubs. I would love to keep doing larger theaters. I would love yeah. to do that. I would love to do. Now I'm a little more cool with doing like, doing a, a scripted series. Yeah. I would love to do that. But I want to be in charge of it. Yeah. I want to create it. Um. But between something's burning, the podcast, two bears, one cave, and and the road. I can keep I can keep plates spinning. Yeah. And, no, and I, don't do, yeah. I don't have to do, I don't have tour like crazy. I just figure
3: make hay while the sun shines. The so one thing I did in the last couple of years is I don't work clubs I don't like. I only work clubs yeah. I like now. There was a long time, maybe a couple of years, where I was working clubs because I had to, being fucking miserable. And then I, I told Frosty, I was like, I can't do it. I told my wife, whatever we have to do to live this life, I can't go back there. Yeah. I can only work these clubs. And the only clubs that I do work, like side splitters. Those I love those clubs. All the clubs I work, I love working them. So I'm at least with that anxiety of showing up at a place I hate and yeah. the person I hate and the the crowd fucking stink. I don't have to do that anymore. So yeah. it is, it is a, a good spot to be in. But you know,
1: yeah, I, I I I've also, I mean, Burr was the one that told me is like if you monetize your podcast, yeah, it'll it's a game changer yeah and then that was when i was like and that's when i just started focusing on the podcast going like that's my that's my priority is my podcast my priority across the board is is well, stand up obviously but my podcast nothing takes my podcast takes second fiddle to nothing really oh uh, like i remember i got offered a i got offered a hosting gig and and i did the math of it and i was like hmm I was like, I think you're paying me less than I make on my podcast. Really? And they were like, they were like, wow. no, that's impossible. And I was like, no, nah, it's not impossible because I don't. Yeah. There's no middleman. I don't agents and managers and lawyers. Don't get. It's just me and my ads ad rep.
3: It's so funny because my podcast, I, I the way it's structured, it's not just me. Yeah, it's you have, o-
1: you have overhead.
3: Well, it's like uh, you know, it's weird. I you know, I started. It was me and Derosa. Because I, you know, Burr's podcast, his first podcast, is me setting up his podcast. No, I didn't know that. His first ever episode was like a three-minute episode of him going, Bobby's hooking up my podcast. It was a thing where you call a uh, answering machine service. I
1: remember this. I yep. remember I remember you used to call Colin on the phone yep. and put it on MySpace. I yeah. used to love those.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. We were doing I used these... to
1: fucking love those. We had
3: 20,000 listeners. It was Madonna, Dane Cook, P. Diddy, and then us. Yeah. It was like we were the fourth in line on downloads.
1: I got one of those, and I but I couldn't. I never got the balls because it was just me. Yeah, I never got the balls to do it. Because well,
3: w- there's a guy offered us five thousand each to do it, our this podcast yeah. professionally, and calling on the phone because he's such a psycho. The guy's like, "Hey guys, uh, you know?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't want to do it." And I go, and "The guy goes, what?" He goes, "Can I just sell you one? I go, "He goes, nah, not interested." I go. <laughs> Colin, just let it's, it just let him talk he goes i don't want to do it i don't <laughs> want to do podcasts or whatever this is and he goes i'll talk to you later and he just hung up that know, was the last episode you know many we times ever did i've
1: told colin please just bring back tough crowd as a podcast well just i know and, and i go and that's the that's the thing that i got obsessed with was and and i have to once again and i not to that we're sucking burn rogan's dick on this podcast yeah. but i got to credit burr was you know he was all things comedy and he was like tell me yeah. what you want to do yeah. i said and i and i said i wanted tom said it but you should do that cooking show you had the idea of and I, we were all sitting in this one room yeah with a kitchen where we shoot it now and bur goes you got a cooking show and i said well not really but i yeah but i think we could do one and he goes let's do it he goes what date can you do tom what date can you do and tom goes i can do next friday burr goes i can do next friday can we get that ready and they were like yeah and they're like all right we're doing a cooking show yeah. if it wasn't for bill burr just being the guy to go do it i would never be doing something that's burning yeah and something's burning is 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 once again it's like one of those things that it's like it doesn't have to be you don't have to have the campground one big fire to heat the campground you can set little fires everywhere and if you see one going out just feed fuel to it yeah and it's one of those things something's burning two bears one cave bird cast yeah and then you know i i just and i think fucking when you do you don't need the industry colin doesn't need the industry yeah he does but he doesn't need to do it you know he doesn't he did it cop show though he did it cop show was so fucking funny
3: he's releasing it now on his instagram
1: it's so i watch it it is so fucking funny
3: i can't believe it didn't get picked up i can't believe it didn't either i can't believe it didn't get fucking picked up i wish he would do it i wish somebody would step up and do cop show again because it's one of the funniest shows on fucking tv it's i mean on the internet colin's a fucking
1: yeah you know you get you get you get. I guess in, in every probably in 10 year chunks you get you get titans. Yeah. In comedy where where everyone everyone looks at them as like someone they they everyone loves them like you know, I don't know how long I tell, Colin, Rogan, Burr. They've all been at this these titans.
3: Yeah. Burr's fucking it's it's funny too like watching Burr now like his comedy his last special. I was like, you know, I was like, "Fuck, dude. Like you it reminds me of when Patrice turned the corner. Because Patrice was always funny. Yeah. But there was a when he when he turned the corner.
1: (laughs) There was a part of Patrice that was so self-sabotaging that he'd go up and do a set and he'd just start talking about putting thumbs in girls' asses. Yep. And you'd be like, that's not your best material. We find it funny, yes. But you're so much you're your best material. You're not doing your best material.
3: Yeah. He I remember I did a co headline show with him when I when he fucking when he became Patrice. We were in uh I don't know where it was. Atlantic City. It was co-headlining, both on the poster. I'm going up first. He's going to say, "We're doing 45." He shows up with two other guys, and you know they're going on. I'm like, "Who the fuck are you? <laughs> what the fuck? This is a co-headlining. Yeah. This is my show. T- pulling that ego shit." Yeah. He's like, "Bobby, shut up. They're just going to go on. That's it." And uh, I was like, "Fine. They're going on, fucking, you know, after me or whatever, some shit like that." So I went up. I did my shit. I murdered. Yeah. And then he went up. And it was something different, dude. Something happened. I was in the back of the showroom watching him go up, and he—the hour he did was something. Ne- it was different. I was like, "Oh," I, and I went up to him. I apologized right after the show. I went, "Listen, man, I'm sorry." I go, "It was your show." Yeah. You, whatever the fuck that was, dude. This was your, your show, and he kind of knew it. He was like, "Dude, shut the fuck up. They're going on." Yeah. And he and he and. I was like you, whatever the fuck that was, you just did, dude. You're 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 on the next level. You're amazing.
1: I, I think Opie and Anthony gave him an opportunity to work out ideas. Yeah, that that he wasn't allowed. I I've, obviously I have thought waxed poetically in my mind about Patrice a lot, but I think Opie and Anthony was such a great hang for you guys. Yeah, he used it in a way to throw out concepts and ideas and find inklings of things that became. Yeah you know like especially like, even like his what would be considered topical stuff the the way he'd work it was so conversational elephant in the room i think has to go down as one of the top 10 comedy albums yeah. specials ever done yeah without a doubt yeah so i to this day when i watch it i laugh hysterically and he yeah. goes out with crowd work thank you to the audience participation we got to put those titties in the front row what
3: about tutuli was that fucking tutui when he talked to the African dude, his name was Tuli. Tu- yeah, I forget. Tuli. Yeah. He goes, "What's your name, man?" He goes, tule I go, What motherfucker? <laughs> two. Tu- you African? And then he talks about his name, but Patrice. And they wanted to. They wanted to name him like Mutumba. His mother wanted to name him fucking some African name. Oh, yeah, he's one of the funniest. Fu- dude, my belt buckle right now is murdering me.
1: All right, let's wrap this up. How long have we gone?
3: Oh my god. Oh my yeah, two God. two hours and twenty-five really?
1: minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah seems like nothing
3: dude i gotta stand up my fucking belt buckle yeah
1: well let's wrap it up i gotta i'm gonna go eat some lunch and then i'm gonna get a drinking podcast with ari
3: oh your mother's fuck ah oh. do you <laughs> ever ah oh. do you ever undo your belt buckle yeah oh and it hurts it That's like I stop wearing
1: jeans on planes you don't wear jeans what do you wear sweatpants hold on let segura and i have segura has this great sweatpant hookup that we wear and they're really classy looking and yeah. they look like slacks, but they're really good looking sweatpants.
3: You know what my dream is? What? To get a suitsie. What's a suitsie? You don't know what a suitsie is? No. It's a suit made of sweatpants material. But when you put it on, it looks like you're wearing a suit. But it's it has a zipper and it's a onesie. Listen to me. It's a onesie. But it's a Is this a, suit. a real thing? I'm Googling Dude, it right now. Suitsie. I yes. want a suitsie so bad because you have to go to these fucking weddings where you wear a suit and tie i want a suitsie it has a zipper in the front underneath the fucking the buttons so it looks like you're wearing a tie and a shirt oh fuck
1: i'm getting one of these immediately a suitsie uh, that and a jackalore knife dude
3: don't get it <laughs> I, you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have there's a, a pj hunt He's a, he's a great knife maker. Yeah. I'm going to see if he'll make you a, a bushcraft knife. Oh, fuck. Yes. I'll get you a bush, a nice bushcraft knife.
1: So I'm coming out in December. We'll, we'll plan it. Uh,
3: we'll do the shed. We'll do the shed. It's going to be cold. We'll That's smoke cigars. All. That'll be great. That'll
1: be great. That'll we'll be love great. hot chocolate. Uh, what are the, ta- what are the creeps with tour creeps with kids dates?
3: Creeps with kids, uh, creeps with com starts in October. It's all East coast right now. Uh, we're all, we're everywhere. We're in Reading, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Boston, Chicago, we're heading down to Tampa because that's where Ron used to oh. probably used to do radio. He was huge back then. God. So it's I think it's right now. It's around 20 dates. Uh, I think 16 of them are up on the website. We got more that are coming, but it's nice. creepswithkids.com. Me, Ron Bennington, uh, Rich Voss, the legend, and Jim Florentine.
1: I just it's, had Florentine on the podcast. It's
3: it's we. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever fucking done.
1: They called. They're like, hey, would you have Ron Bennington on your podcast? I was like, are you being fucking serious? <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, I'll fly out to him if you need me to. Yeah, he's um, the best. Ronnie B is the best. Uh, everyone in that lineup's murderers. Yeah, you've got your mom's house or your your mom's
3: house Yeah, my mom's house. You
1: know what? You know what, dude? You know what, my dude? Mom's house. That's that's the podcast. Yeah, your mom's house,
3: my mom's house.
1: Yeah, your mom's house. But dude, I I yeah. could talk to you any any time. I'm being serious yeah. talk to Tripoli talk to Jeremiah yeah, well. book a week come out I podcast, I podcast with you again in a heartbeat have a cigar
3: I'm gonna come back out and when you come to New York we'll fucking be working the cellar together oh you'll yeah, see me nervous I know I'm- ah, <laughs> take I love you buddy I love you